0: The dad presents episode 25 redacted tonight's comedian lee camp it all starts right now
1: somewhere with a redneck going, why aren't you fucking singing a song? from my brain
0: is Hello and welcome to The Dad Presents episode number 25. This is B, episode number 25, kicking it live, 25. I'm going to keep it going, fellas. I'm very excited about 25, as you can tell. I'm joined here with Jay Maddie. Yo, what's going on? And, of course, there's dog.
2: Poppin', what's popping? What's popping?
0: Oh, man. It feels like it's been a while since we've last chatted. It has guess, been a while. Yeah, because we've I guess we had an early I one. I got in
3: and out of the hospital.
0: Oh, that's yeah. right. We, yeah. yeah, you got the MASH unit over here. Uh, you want to give the folks a... I a, just,
3: you know, got some fun stuff going on. Got some kidney stones, a uh, little strep throat. Good. Having my knee operated on next Friday. But you know what? Doesn't stop, Matty boy. Still making love twice a day. Gonna make that baby come cuz that's what my my wife wants and I'm a real man. You see, Get I would deliver.
0: I woulda bet on hepatitis C,
3: but I woulda lost money on that. You woulda lost money on that. Mm. And Are you
2: taking anything for your endurance?
3: For my endurance? Yeah. Oh, you mean to last longer in the bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man, just, you know. Just
2: going straight shooter.
3: Yeah, just just doing it. Doing it and doing it
0: and doing it well. L yeah. L Cool J reference early in the show. Um do you guys, when you go to the grocery store, do you guys bag your own groceries and check yourself out?
2: No, I don't, nah, do, that I don't do that either. Why do people do that, or why would they open that up for people? Well, I think certain they don't have it in black neighborhoods. They, but they they do. That's they well, it because it
3: black people are going to steal the groceries. Yeah, and they have, Well, you know
2: they don't. I <laughs> That's mean, why. Well, they have it in bougie black neighborhoods, but not <laughs> they, ghetto black go. neighborhoods. Yeah. No, I mean, but why would you, you
0: work, you know, you work hard during your your day. You got your kids, you got family, you got all this stuff going on. Why would you then go to the grocery store and then essentially be a checkout person?
3: Are you talking about places where you check out your own stuff? You check out
0: your own stuff. Well,
3: because it's probably, I I don't know, but my guess would be by not having cashiers there, their costs are lower, so the cost of the groceries are probably lower. So it saves you some money. Then I think
2: people do it that don't have too much shit.
0: Yeah, but then you're also costing people jobs because at some point, what's yeah. going to happen next is you're going to check out all like there will be no it'll be like going to the airport. No one will check you in anymore. You'll have to push buttons and check yourself in. I'm well.
3: That's what a lot of people are talking about with the need of the universal basic income, right? Because yeah. uh, all the jobs
0: are going to be going bye bye. Yeah, not cool. Bag don't bag your own groceries, folks. Look, there's a job. There's a teenager who needs that job. There's an older person who needs that job. Stand firm in line and refuse. To bag your groceries. As a matter of fact, if someone asks you to go bag your groceries, look at them in disgust. That's the point of the day. Man, you're bougie. (laughs) I'll bag my own groceries if it saves me a dollar. I don't work so goddamn hard. I got to go there and bag my own groceries. No, not going to do it. I refuse. I refuse. And you should I'm a man of the people. I'll I'll bag my groceries. Not going to do it. And I'm not going to check myself out either. So take that. Um. My favorite part of the show. Parent questions. Parenting questions coming right up. All Go right. ahead, Jerry Maddie.
3: Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, I got two questions today like usual. Mhm. All right, this first one I picked because I got a good answer to it because I just figured this one out. You're cheating on the test. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh Tony, Tony out of Pennsylvania, my hometown. Hey, Tony.
0: Hi.
3: He says, "My boys will not stop fighting no matter what I do." Mhm. can't take it anymore. What should I do?
0: Hey, we I think we've addressed this a couple times. We have. Yeah. Um I always go with violence. That's what I go. I grew up with it. Yeah, you should y- grow up with it. Yeah, two. yeah.
3: I remember you giving that <laughs> advice, and I, and the way in which you pitched it before made sense. It does still. And I rolled with it, and it it's true. terrible advice. You yeah, didn't
0: was, You didn't administer it the correct
3: way. Well, him, I didn't hit him hard enough. Maybe. Is that what you, maybe. Maybe. Let them let nah, fuck, fuck each up. other
2: up. You know, let them fuck each other up. That's the problem. They're fucking each
0: other up Well, let them keep
2: going. They're going to stop. They're going to start loving each other. You know, I'm sure they don't do it around the dinner table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just let them fuck each other up. Yeah. You know, you could break them up if... You're not...
3: You can't answer the question with the problem. His problem is they're fucking each other up. Well, they're going to stop. They're
2: going to end up stopping. What? They're going to end up stopping.
3: It doesn't sound like it. He says, I've tried everything. They won't stop.
2: Well, they'll stop eventually as they grow older. Do you guys have
3: anything constructive to add, or do you want to kick it over to the dad? No,
0: let me just restate what I said before. If, if You know, if you punched more like a man there, J. Maddie.
3: I'm not going to punch my <laughs> eight-year-old like a man.
0: Yeah. No, I'm just talking about the soft spots, the thighs. The, that's usually... Where you're looking for? Or the kidney? Yeah, because of oh, like your fault. Yeah. Listen, <laughs>
3: Maybe I'm not, not, I'm the not one of these the
2: ribs and the kidney. <laughs>
3: I'm I'm not one of these new parents who's going to call child protective services if a, if a, somebody spanks their kid in public. Though I don't think you should spank your kid in public. Yeah, you but should. you can't walk around punching your kids. Now you, you, yeah, you convinced can. me of that, and I did it the one time. It mm. didn't work. Ah. I felt like shit for for days. And yeah, you're right. I didn't do it hard enough because I'm not a child beater. Well, but it it, it didn't work. There's better solutions. <laughs> And I'm I'm ready to roll out the solution you, for, for Tony as soon as you but did kick you it get beat, yeah. J. Maddie? I got
2: spanked. I didn't get beat. Did you get fucked up? That's no. what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I used to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and look how you turned to, out. Yeah, but I I, I couldn't <laughs> so, go to school some days, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I turned out pretty good, man. Yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah. Forty five yeah, years old getting his kicked yeah. out of comedy
3: clubs.
0: Turned out perfect.
2: Look, I'm an entrepreneur. I work for myself. He's
0: he's living his best life. Yeah, I think. No, I know you're gonna roll it out, but I, I I maintain you you run out of options, you result to the fists, and you give them little frogs in their legs, and you tell them basically stop. And it, and the thing is, I know you didn't do it right because they could still walk. Like they when you get a real good frog in your leg, you can't walk for a little bit. I'm just saying. But go ahead, roll it out there. Yeah, buddy. don't hit your kid, Tony. Here's what you do. <laughs> Fuck
2: your kid up. I
0: I have an
3: aggressive strategy sure. that has been proven to work. Doesn't involve beating your children. It it also a lot of people are not going to like it. People will call this child abuse, but it's Mm -hmm. not. It's beautiful, if you ask me. Okay, my kids wouldn't stop fighting earlier in the week, and I I was fed up. You know, I got the kidney stones. My wife's making me have sex twice a day. My neck hurts. Well, I mean, you know, look, man, when you've been doing this for sixty days, it's not fun anymore. It's work, and 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 the one day. She's she's getting a little like uh, let's say not lubricated down there. Oh wow! Okay. We have
2: let let's go get some Astroglide.
3: The one day I just had Astroglide. to. Well, you can't do that because that's not good for the semen. Oh so,
2: no! I never knew that. That's yeah. why you don't have any kids. The, the one the yeah. one day I just had to kind of
3: <laughs> make it happen on my my right. own and yeah. and aim it.
2: Oh okay. So this is, I don't give any more details than
3: that. Right. But it hasn't been <laughs> it hasn't been all shits and giggles in this process. Anyway, back to Tony. Tony. Yes, Tony. What you do, and I did this and it worked tired of hearing them fight i went to the the garage i got a rope i made them hug each other and i tied them up in that position standing up in a hug and i said i'm going to come back in 15 minutes if you've fallen down or you're still fighting if you're doing anything except having a good time and making jokes you're both going to bed without dinner i came back 5 minutes later they were having a great time now i could have gone the other way they could have they could have just started hating on each other, but I would have sent them to bed. Point sounds is,
2: like a concentration camp.
3: Well, <laughs> but look, I, I, didn't, I didn't tie them tight to where they couldn't breathe. I tied God them up damn. in a hug. Yeah. I'm saying love each other. Be careful. Work Liz. this out. You guys are brothers. Mm-hmm. Get in this embrace. Figure out the
0: problem. Move beyond it. It worked. I'm going to stick with that. Tony, try it. Well, let me ask you this, Jay Madding. Um, since then, have they fought much more? Or has there been a reduction? They I've, still- I've
3: had to do it one more time, three days away. But they've been they've been fighting like cats and dogs for about three four months now, nonstop. Mm. So it it, def- it definitely had a carryover effect for a couple days.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Tony. Like Karate Kid, sweep the leg, okay? Finish him. Don't hit your kids. Tony don't sweep to the leg. This
2: is what I would tell you. Fuck them both up and talk to them, where they don't want to fight each other guys, anymore. Guys, this, this is a parenting Beat they show. Ass. You cannot. Give- I mean, you know, not like. <laughs> Don't hit them in the face and shit. Yeah, legs. You know, get legs or body blow. Body blow,
3: body blow. Man, I, w- I wish we would have done this part of the show before league camp so <laughs> yeah. I could have...
2: Uh, uh, I mean, you, beat their ass. No, you I can, mean, you, Tony, you break that shit up. Yeah. Be, be a... be a, Act like a black right, man. If, moving if you're black, on to the next if you're question. black. Tony, don't hit your kids. I hope if you're black, Tony, fuck their ass up. <laughs> But if you're white, I understand. His yeah. name's
0: Tony.
3: He's from Pennsylvania. He's
2: oh, Italian. He's, oh, he's Italian. Italian. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. yeah. And Pauly, and he's probably got a brother named Paul. Can't beat your kid. You cannot, oh, yeah.
3: even if you, if that's the best method, you cannot give that and advice on a parenting he's podcast. Yeah. Okay.
0: Probably. Okay. Moving okay. on. Maybe All not Question
3: advice. number two. All right. Comes from Mary. Hi, hey, Mary. Hey, what's up, Mary? Mary? Mary is in Arkansas. Oh, wow. Oh, and shit. she says, my kid cannot sleep at night because of the Momo challenge. How are you guys handling this in your home? I just found out about what's this? the Momo challenge. So let me, uh, Go ahead. yeah. All right. So there's this creepy, like, uh, character that pops up on YouTube videos and tells children to kill themselves. And she she looks like kind of like a Winona Ryder if she was drawn she looks for freaky. like a horror film. She looks freaky. Yeah, I hate her. You remember the movie The Ring? Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Long kind of, hair. Yeah. yeah. Kind of she kind of looks like that and kind of the same message like if you watch us, you're gonna die, except she's she's saying she's telling them, go kill yourselves. And, That's and fucked up. It's messed up. Mm-hmm. But um all right, how do you handle that? Damn.
0: Um okay. You know, we actually were talking about this. My wife and I were talking about uh internet rules and um, you know, all this You know, she doesn't have any social media at nine, and I would advise against that, folks. If you do have any nine year olds, keep them off social media, first of all. But you do get Momo through, I guess, YouTube and other such such stuff or whatever. Um, You just have to watch what they watch. You have to be cognizant of what they're doing, and it's very tempting sometimes to kind of just go off into your own world and watch a game while they're watching TV, and you really don't know what they're watching and all that other stuff. But you have to be conscious of what they're watching, yeah, but dude, one.
3: that's not going to catch this because they slip it into the other content that's
0: yeah that's the thing the thing and that goes to my second point is that you have to also talk to your kids you about go. internet use, and it's very serious stuff because you have to stress to them all the dangers involved in terms of grown people coming after them being predatory or bullying, or any number of things that go on. If any of that stuff goes on, my nine-year-old knows that she's supposed to do it. It was supposed to come to us and say, you know, this is what's going on. Not that she's supposed to bully anybody, but that she's supposed to come and tell us what's going on, who said what that was inappropriate, and then we could handle it from there. So you have to have a set of ground rules before you get your kids on the computer, on the internet, and social media later on, whatever. Um, Those two steps, I think, really give you Mm -hmm. Sort of what you need. You can't watch them, your kids, 24 hours a day. You can't watch everything that they're watching. But you have to be able to trust them and let them know so there's no mistakes and that if they do overstep, you can discipline them later, that there are rules to this whole internet game. Dog.
2: Hey, you know, everything B said, J. Maddie, you know what I'm saying? This is what I would do. Everything, Do everything B just said, yeah. right? And then. Fuck them up. Give, no, no, <laughs> no. Give them half a Xanax. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Look, you give them a half a Xanax, they'll relax. Right. They'll uh, then they'll go to sleep. What a, dude. <laughs> they'll go to sleep. Listen, right? Like, I mean, Listen. you know, like you know, do everything. You're Benny joking. Said. You're no, joking. I'm dead. Fucking serious. No, you cannot no, give your I, child
3: a half a Xanax. I, I, I've had a Xan
2: before, right? right? And I'm a big guy. <laughs> so right? your, your parenting advice on
3: this parenting yeah, story is drug your Xanax. kids and punch them. It's em. not drug
2: them. <laughs> Xanax is given by pharmacists. It's not really drugging them. It's Just because a pharmacist gives it doesn't no, it's mean it's not, not drugs. Illegal. Pharmacist gives you morphine. Listen, too. Listen, it's not right. illegal. The thing is, give them a half a, zen, a half. I'm not saying the holes in it. Give them a half a Xanax so they can relax and go to sleep. I Their muscles could see me are relaxed My head right now, and then you know they'll be okay. You know. So, you know, but that is a fucked up uh, situation. Okay, you know so
0: saying? we give you guys the very different perspectives here on this Can show. I jump in? Go ahead. And, and save
3: this? Please. Do not punch your kids. Uh, Do not give your kid <laughs> prescription medication that was not prescribed for your kid. Sure. Those are, that's number one and two. Yeah. All right, what, what we did is I, I pulled up videos of Momo, <clears throat> and yep. I watched them with my kid, mm-hmm. and we made fun of it. I tried to like take the the scariness out of it. What you said about talking to or uh, monitor what they watch and talk to them—that's all important. Yes, sure. but also like I don't want my kids to to see stuff and be afraid of it. We watch a lot of horror movies. We watch R-rated movies. We watch movies with lots of sex in it. We watch everything because mm-hmm. I like to expose them to everything, so I can be the one to expose them to it and educate them on what they're seeing, and also help uh, you know monitor their reaction to it. So Good we strategy. watched Momo. They thought they were. They thought it was scary, but mm. then we made fun of it. We're like, this is stupid. Some some idiot 12-year-old put this together to scare little kids like you. Are you going to be scared by this idiot 12-year-old, or are you mm. stronger than that? So, so that's how we handled it, and now they're not afraid of Momo. But I didn't give him any Xanax, <laughs> nor did I punch him in the leg and give him a frog.
0: Oh, man. Well... I, I'm still. I'm not quite with the. Maybe Xanax. that's why I don't have any kids. In my <laughs> that, own. that might be why, dog.
3: Well, you're a stepdad. Let's clarify. Like, oh my, That's that's my, why we have we have you on the show because you're a stepdad. Oh, you bring man. that
2: perspective. I want to talk about yeah. my stepdaughter, man. Go ahead. Congratulations, Alexis. Go ahead. Being mm-hmm. accepted to San Diego State University, Woo. alma mater. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, she got accepted job. to UNLV. Smart mm-hmm. girl. And I'm trying to uh, persuade her to go to UNLV so I can go out there and get a condo. There it is. And chill. There it you is. You know, me and her can you know be roommates. I'm gonna be in Vegas.
3: April, May, and June, four days a week. Oh, right. Sweet. So, but, uh,
2: Come on out, Sapphire. You know, she's still waiting on uh, more acceptance letters. Probably she... You know, she's a smart child, you know, so... Uh. Mm-hmm. thanks to me no I'm just bullshit yeah. thanks to her mom and
0: the Xanax don't forget the Xanax <laughs> 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 no
2: nah, but she's doing her thing I'm proud of her you know what I'm saying she's to, to, to uh, fans of the dad presents <laughs> thing, you know? and the
0: dad
3: presents Facebook page I just want to put out there the dad that's myself does not condone all the opinions on this show alright move on
0: Lord alright so those are the two parenting we're going to talk to Lee Camp right yes alright Got those out of the way. Lee Camp is coming up Uh, Jay Maddie had an opportunity to talk to him. Uh, Jay, you want to toss to your own interview?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Lee Camp is is one of the few guys out there who's like bringing attention to all the wars in the Middle East and the corruption there. Um, I would call him kind of an old school liberal. Um, You're going to really enjoy the interview. So let's cut to it. That's what's up. All good. Uh, Before we get into it, the first thing I want to say is you know uh, Lee does a show. It's called Redacted Tonight on Russia Today. Um a lot of people might not be familiar with Russia today. I love the network. Um you know when you hear Russia today, some people probably automatically think propaganda, you know, you hear you hear the word Russia in there. But why when it, you probably why they changed it to RT. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um I follow your show and I used to follow Abby Martin um and I don't agree with everything I hear on Russia today, but one thing I love about Russia today is that you guys talk about what's going on going on overseas as far as the wars and it seems like cnn and fox and the rest of them they forgot we're even at war and i love that you guys bring that truth um
4: yeah, it, yeah i mean you know that's, that's part of the reason i'm i'm on rt and and i i you know one thing that i think is important to note is rt is not a monolith you know they got a lot of different shows Saying a lot of different things, uh, the Chris Hedges, Jesse Ventura. They also, uh, I think, have a couple of libertarians on the network. So we're not all one voice. And I know I can only speak for myself. I've never been told what to say. I've never been told how to say it. I've never been told I can't say anything. And and that's why I'm on RT is because I you know I've been doing the same thing for 20 years as stand- political stand up comedy, and uh, I'd kind of given up the idea of. Of actually having a TV show because I knew these ideas aren't really like you're saying aren't really allowed on right. on our mainstream networks. There, you you can't if you talk about the, our wars overseas, you kind of give them a little head nod and then you move on to the to the next uh, Donald Trump tweet that just came out. Right, exactly. And that's not really what I ever wanted to do. So uh, I I happen to end up on the network that actually lets me speak my mind and and uh, talk about you know this this. Uh, cataclysmic, uh, dystopian future we seem to be arriving at.
3: Right, right. Yeah, you, you actually answered the first question I wanted to ask is, you know, do they give you any instructions or tell you anything that you're not allowed to talk about? Like, for example, do they say anything about Putin? Are you allowed to comment on Putin in any way you want?
4: Yeah, I've never been told to say anything, uh, or instructed to say anything or not say anything, and I've had jokes on the show about Putin, and, you know, I, I, I think people... They're like, well, you know, the fact that he's not uh, talking about Russia 24-7 means that he must be instructed on what to say. But the truth is, uh, my show's called Redacted Tonight for a reason. I want to cover the things that aren't being covered on your mainstream media. Mm -hmm. And if you want xenophobic, neo-McCarthyist trashing of Russia 24-7, well, guess what? You can get that on every other channel. So uh, (laughs) good good journey. Uh, I wish you well.
3: Right, right. So one thing you said is, you know, you, you started as a comic. Um, you're you're a comic first. Now, like a lot of comics, you know, Bill Maher and these guys, they, they end up in the political commentating world with, with night shows, Jimmy Fallon, you know, a bunch of them. Do you still consider yourself, number one, to be a comic, or do you consider yourself a, a pundit?
4: Yeah, no, I still view myself as a comedian, and, and, you know, that's what, in my life, that's what came first as well. I suppose there might be others out there where that came second. They were like, oh, I can keep talking about politics and make some jokes in here but uh I wanted to be a comedy writer starting at the age of 12 and then I decided I wanted to be a stand-up comic at 17 and and uh I've been doing that ever since you know I'd I'd spent all those years uh you know for 15 years basically until I started the TV show uh grinding it out in New York touring the country touring the UK just night after night I even in the early years when I was 22 23 I was doing three spots a night at various comedy clubs in New York. And that's, that's all it was, you know, it was run around and try and make people laugh. And, and then I started wanting, you know, to put more interesting stuff into my stand up, So it became more and more political and, and, uh, that's kind of, it kind of went from there, but yeah, I, I, consider myself a comedian.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I consider you a comedian too. You know, a smart one with a, with a good show, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like. to be, to be a comic, uh, I gave it a go for like three months, uh, a lot of people think they're funny and to <laughs> be, a, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, extreme devotion. Exactly. that's so what I'm going to say, to be a comic, you got to love it above all other things because it's, it's rough going in the beginning. You bomb a little bit, you can't get gigs. You're not making any money. I mean, you got it. How long did it take you until you were making money as a comic one way or another?
4: Yeah, well, I, exactly. And that's, and that's why it's, I'm always amazed with people that kind of start later in life and by later I just mean after you know 25 or something right. because I was lucky in that I was so young I was willing to take every awful spot you you know you're on a, a, a one inch high stage standing in the middle of a bar somewhere with a redneck going why aren't you fucking singing a song <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta be ready for that and I was young enough and, and yeah I, I really did love it I loved bringing my comedic ideas onto a stage and and, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, grind, like I said, grinding it out. I got lucky in, in, I mean, I, I was definitely, I was very broke in New York for a couple of years. I was, I gave myself a hundred dollar, uh, uh, week food budget and, you know, I was eating, wow. uh, m- uh, for, for dinner, uh, many nights I had a piece of bologna on a piece of bread in New York and I, I rented actually one half of a bunk bed in New York City. Well, one half. <laughs> so <I was>, uh, <laughs> So, I, I was one of the bunks, and I, I that was $700 a month. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, and you know, that's how I started. But I got lucky in that two years in, uh, I, I, you know, a combination of luck and being ready for when luck opened the door. I was performed at a, uh, a college booking event called NACA, where colleges come and decide what Uh, performers they want to bring to their schools and i had a really great set which means i booked like 80 colleges for the upcoming year and uh colleges pay a lot better than a comedy club does so sure you know the following the following five to six years i played something like 600 colleges
3: oh wow did you say in the following year
4: Following uh, five, six years. Okay,
3: so, that uh, ma- that makes so, more sense. Okay, so, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> so it, a- it averaged it out to between 80 and 100 colleges a year. Wow, uh, man, that's wild. Really t- you know,
4: tons of days on the road. Yeah,
3: that's incredible. So, all right, turning a little bit towards towards politics, um, we're kind of learning today Biden is probably getting in. And um, I remember during the, the last campaign with Hillary and Bernie, you were one of the only voices I heard out there on the liberal side that was being critical at all of the Hillary campaign and the corruption in the Democratic Party and I'm just wondering has anything changed or are the Democrats gonna do their best to give us just another pro-war candidate
4: oh my god I mean like ideas have changed and I think the fact that you have like uh, Elizabeth Warren talking about breaking up Google and various things like that like that's a slight change from the from the stuff that was put forward a few years ago but other than that Everything is exactly the same in terms of how to rig these primaries, how to make sure a corporate candidate – I mean, an anti-corporate candidate does not get through. And the only thing they've changed, which they claimed was a big deal, was getting rid of two-thirds of superdelegates. But the problem is they didn't actually get rid of them. They got rid of them on the first first ballot, which means – When you get to the convention, if they decide they really want to stop, let's say, Bernie Sanders from getting the nomination, they push it to a second vote, and all those superdelegates are back in there.
3: Oh, no kidding? So they didn't get rid of anything? Yeah. They just... Yeah. Oh, man. All they did was push it to
4: the second ballot. Pulling a little switcheroo. Yeah, a third of the superdelegates are still involved in the first ballot. On top of that, they added something that makes it even harder for, like, a Bernie Sanders. They added a loyalty oath... That basically the head of the DNC can decide at any time, at any point in the primary process, that a candidate is not democratic enough and just void them from the process. So they could notice that Bernie Sanders is winning this primary and they could just, the DNC could just say, hey, we've decided Bernie Sanders is not a true Democrat. He's out.
3: Wow. That that makes sense from what I've heard from Bernie recently. I've I've heard him in an interview and they were asking him, why is, is he really a Democrat? Isn't he a socialist? And he was hitting that Democrat line pretty hard. I guess that's why.
4: Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of it. And, and, you know, the, the fact that they act like, uh, this, the, the last election was, uh, rigged in a bunch of ways. And meanwhile, we vote on the same, unaccountable, unverified black box voting machines owned by a couple. The code is owned by a few corporations. The exit polls are all done by one corporation that has stated publicly that they make the exit polls fit with the machine results, which are not exit polls. That's a fake exit poll. A real exit poll is something that you hold up against the machine results and see if it matches. So we have, you know, a large Harvard study found we have one of the, uh, we have the worst election system in the Western world. And... And it, we've done nothing to try and remedy that, to fix it. And I, I foresee nothing different in this primary. It's going to be the same old uh, uh, tricks and scams. And and in, in a court case a year ago, the DNC said in court that they have the right to rig the election, uh, the primaries, and that they have no obligation to Democrats to give them a legitimate primary process.
3: Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, you know, it, it, it bothers me. Uh, what was it like? Fifteen years ago, Ron Paul came along, and they and and both parties just pretended basically like he didn't exist, even though he was polling at like fifteen percent last time. They gave it to Bernie, and now this time you got a candidate like Tulsi Gabbard, who I I really like, mostly because of her uh-huh. anti-war message. And yep. they're doing the same thing. They just pretend she does not exist. They I heard CNN run down a list of how wonderful it is. All these women candidates are in. And they named every single candidate by name except Tulsi. So it just just shows they're just doing the same tricks.
4: Well, yeah, same tricks. Ignore her on the polls. They did the same thing to Bernie. They would, like, try and leave him out of polls in the early running and stuff like that. Um, and, And later in the running, when they couldn't ignore him anymore, CNN would do polls where they, if you looked in the actual you know because they reveal how they did the polling they wouldn't poll anyone from 18 to 25 because that was Bernie's biggest demographic so they'd only poll older voters to make it look like Hillary was winning and and yeah they're doing that to Tulsi Gabbard because she's anti-war and she's uh, fu- you know Bernie has only done a couple of comments about the military industrial complex where yeah. Tulsi Gabbard has been front and center about uh, ending this ridiculous endless war our thousand military bases around the world trillions of dollars just go into a black hole and you never even know where they where they end up uh and she has actually talked about this and our regime change efforts and so she really does scare the the ruling elite and that's why you're seeing them yeah use those same methods that they used against bernie last time against her
3: yeah it's a shame yeah uh bernie's really toned that rhetoric down and you know one thing uh going back to to donald trump is I didn't vote for him. I I definitely didn't want him to become president. But the singular hope I had about him is he was talking that way about the war, like it's a waste of money. What are we doing there? And in it's most recent uh, State of the Union. He stated that we can't fight endless wars, but really nothing's changed. So you got to wonder if he was being sincere at all or if they just got to him.
4: Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think most of it is rather insincere. He just saw that it was a good talking point that got, that got his fan base, uh, excited to not have endless wars. And, and he'd been critical of like Obama's wars back before he was running for office and everything. But you're right that every, every step Trump has taken and, and granted, I think he's a, a narcissistic megalomaniac, well, he too, is. <laughs> but, but every step he's taken to try and create peace such as North Korea, such as saying we were pulling the troops out of Syria, the entirety, and I mean entirety, of our mainstream media, our Congress, uh, the generals he's surrounded by come down hard and say, basically, how dare you try and create peace with any country? Within nine days of him saying he was going to pull troops out of Syria, they had him bombing Syria. Right. it is. It's amazing. Honestly, the moment the moment someone threatens peace with another country mm-hmm. that is one of our one of our uh, known enemies or de- you know decided enemies, then th- th- honestly the entire uh, uh, establishment just freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And, uh, and and a mainstream media then start pushing all these crazy stories. It's like, oh, North Korea is starting this nuclear reactor, this nuclear reactor. Really? They just started that the day Trump said he wants to create peace. That right. Is odd that that suddenly happened you know it's it's
3: insane well it's not really odd when you understand the military industrial complex it just it, it makes sense that that's how it played out i mean when he made his syria comments that's really the singular about pulling out that's about the singular thing in the last two years that has united both the left and the right both of them were coming out against them that's the first time i've seen that in two years
4: Yep, and, uh, and they also pretty quickly after he got into office, and granted, I didn't like who he was surrounding himself back then either, but they pretty quickly somehow managed to surround him with, uh, generals and former generals. I mean, his chief of staff was a general, General Mattis in there, and it was like, and McMaster, and all, it's like, how how did he suddenly end up surrounded by military generals telling him what to do? It was so bizarre. This is the supposed, you know, anti establishment, uh, free thinking candidate, and he surrounds himself with generals. All
3: establishment, yeah. Prepos- yeah.
4: Preposterous. And something else I've been talking about that's gotten zero coverage for obvious reasons. Is uh, the twenty-one trillion that's gone unaccounted for at the Pentagon over the past twenty years? Uh, it, it, there's been ar- there was one article in Forbes, and then one article. In Did
3: you nation. say twenty-one trillion?
4: Trillion with a T.
3: Th- oh and my that's God, that's our whole tr- deficit.
4: Uh, yeah, that's that's far more. I mean, to, get, to put it in perspective, the UK's GDP is two point something trillion a year. So, so where to it go? It's, it's a it's an insane amount of money and unaccounted for adjustments. And uh and it's been these are by their own reports. These are by the Pentagon's uh government of accountability office, their own reports. So this isn't somebody else saying this. This is their reports. Jeez. The inspector general at the Pentagon. And uh, you know, they of course deny that it means anything, but um they failed their their only audit they've ever had, they failed back in November. And uh th- They, uh, they, uh, it's totally insane. And there's been a thousand, over a thousand whistleblowers have come forward at the Pentagon. Again, this is according to their own government accountability office reports, a thousand whistleblowers that have been ignored over the past like three years.
3: Yeah, that seems pretty obvious. I mean, look, my accountant only charges like $400 an hour. I'm pretty sure he could find that 21 trillion. I don't think they're trying too hard. (laughs) I think they know exactly where it is. I don't think it's missing. I
4: love, the, I love the idea that they were supposedly legally obligated to have an audit every year since 1996. They've never done it. They finally do it, and then they just quietly go, oh, yeah, we failed. And that's all. That's all we learned.
3: Well, you know, when we fail an audit, people go to jail. Why, why is yeah. that not the case with them? Exactly. So, all right, I want to I switch it up a little bit because uh, I've heard you this week talking about the Ilhan Omar, so I want to bring up that story. So I have a couple perspectives on this, and I want to get your take. Um, I despise identity politics. They, they drive me nuts. I think it's one of the things that's tearing this country apart, and every story now gets reported through an identity, you know, lens. Um, what dri- I don't think what she said was anti-Semitic, not at all, but what drives me crazy about this story is the hypocrisy we see on both sides. The, the left is being hypocritical here because if this type of thing was said by, let's say Trump, they'd be all over him. And the right is being hypocritical because they're, they're going after her hard and they don't do it on their people. So I think that's the very crux of the problem with identity politics is it puts people into camps where they're on teams, where they're, they're rooting for their own guys, and we're not just looking at everything objectively. So how do you feel about this whole story?
4: I mean, I, I think I agree with you, although it depends on what you mean by left and right. The, the, the supposed left, as in the Democrats, have gone after her mercilessly over this because they are all bought out by Israel, well, really by AIPAC uh, as well. And I, I did a segment about this on Redacted Tonight, and I am Jewish by birth but atheist by choice. Um, but what she said was not anti-Semitic. It was,
3: it no, it really was wasn't. talking
4: about the power the power of apac and how much lobbyist money plays into these games and she's absolutely right and most and and you see why most congress people are so terrified to bring it up because she has been uh, you know torn limb from limb by both the democrats and republicans all but 28 uh voted for this latest bill or whatever mm-hmm. and you know I, I like i i think that it's it's you know it really does come down to the money and there's a great it definitely
3: comes down to money Definitely. There
4: was a great. There was a great documentary that uh, that was created. It was. It was made by Al Jazeera. They got an undercover person into uh, these various Israel lobbies uh, to see the truth of what's going on in there, And, and everything I'm saying is verified in those undercover videos. But. It, th- then there was so much pressure on Al Jazeera not to release it that they ultimately suppressed it and didn't release it. But it then was leaked out. So like a month ago, it was leaked out. It's called the lobby. And you can go and watch it online now. And it shows undercover video of these lobbyists saying, look, we control all of Congress via money, via donations. Uh, we, If a congressman says something against us, we attack them in The Washington Post.
3: Yeah, they Let's do that. Yeah, they do that and they and they admit to it, but I mean, what that's not really much different than what BDS is doing on on the other side for is it? I mean, aren't they both kind of doing the same thing? Just lobbying one's lobbying for the Islamic and one's lobbying for the the Jewish state.
4: Which lobby was the one you mentioned?
3: BDS, boycott, divest, sanctions. Oh, oh, yeah, everybody divest and
4: invo- sanctions. Uh well, no, because one of them is hugely powerful and can afford to uh, give millions and millions of dollars of donations and also afford to fund uh, competing candidates to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. The other one, BDS, saying let's, uh, you know, boycott um, the companies that do business in in Israel until such time as they stop the apartheid state with Palestine, that's, a, that's a gra- that's a grassroots uprising. That's okay. people with no money. So you're
3: saying they don't have money They're to support just... candidates or go after candidates. They're a smaller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
4: and bo- and, and let's not forget, boycotting is not an offensive thing. Of course not. Our country's founded on it. Remember the Boston Yeah. Society? Absolutely. Like, sure. B- boycotting is freedom of speech. So I, I think one of them is I, I think BDS is is fine and is a form of activism. Um, but in, in, in terms of identity politics, I I agree. I'd say probably 75% with what you're saying. I do think that we can't use the kind of hatred of identity politics or, or how annoying it is to then ignore, like, racism in our country. No. Because we have a hugely racist history and, you know, uh, systemic racism in a lot of different
3: okay, speaking, speaking of Okay, speaking of systemic racism, because, yeah, I, I, I don't like identity politics, but speaking of systemic racism, let's, let's go to the drug war, right, the war on drugs. There's not there's nowhere else in our country right now where there's such systemic racism as there is in the war on drugs. So as much as the left talks about identity politics, why is this not like near the very top of their list is decriminalization of, of all drugs and prostitution? Why is that not near the very top that as far as I can see, that's the most racist thing that's still going on in this country.
4: Because there is no left in Congress anymore. There is, you know, what, four or five people maybe?
3: Well, when I say so, the left, I'm not talking about Congress. I'm talking about the, the movement on the left. You don't hear a whole lot of chatter well, well, about that. Well,
4: right. So when you say, there, when you say why isn't it a top priority of the left, I kind of figured you meant Democrats. No. If you, mean, if you mean left of those people in Congress, I think it is a priority. I mean, I talk with a lot of people about how racist the drug wars are. But I think Congress is made up of Republicans and Republican lights. And uh, it's it, so that's why, you know, they are corporate talking heads on both sides, and they're not going to actually care about the drug war because they, you know, they support the... Um extraction of wealth to a tiny percentage of individuals, so therefore they support the police state. They all seem to support unlimited surveillance uh, that has been exposed on all American citizens. Um, You know, they're, they're not really standing up against any of it except for what, you know, six congressmen and women.
3: Right. Yeah. And again, going back to identity politics, like you, you just pointed out, you, you call them Republicans and Republican light, whatever. The point is, they're not much different than each other on the, the matters that count, like war. Right. Um, so I think they focus on identity politics because it's a great way for them to yeah. uh, drum up their, their voting base. It's just It's just raising hysteria and getting people to the polls. And that's another reason I don't like it. Like, if we could get rid of that and actually just talk about the issues then people might see that they're not so different from one another and you know maybe we get a third party in there
4: Yeah, you're you're right that they use these uh, these wedge issues to act like these parties are so different when they're not. They, like you just said, they agree on ninety percent of the core issues of the country, whether it be Wall Street, whether it be environmental destruction. Even though Democrats will give some lip service to it, they don't actually care. Right. Uh, Whether it be uh, our endless foreign wars, you know, prison industrial complex. It all just keeps. Mowing along, you know, moving along like some massive machine, and they're not going to basically talk about any of that, and then they're going to get you all upset because of a anti-Semitic uh, comment, right? Um, so yeah, you're you're absolutely right.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you, you mentioned Wall Street, so that that makes me think back to Occupy Wall Street movement. Um, you were you were kind of a part of that um you supported it but the the movement it didn't really accomplish much it it died and then it's it's kind of having a rebirth now although not under that name but i think bernie sanders kind of brought back all that with the 1% um given that no changes were made nothing significant anyway in your in your opinion are we not due for like another financial collapse like a repeat of what we saw in 2008
4: well we are absolutely do but let me go back and disagree with you on occupy not accomplishing anything i actually think that you know these are wars of ideas and i think that when you have a, a small group of grassroots activists going up against the most powerful financial interests the world have ever seen uh i think it's not surprised that they didn't you know what bring down congress or bring down wall street or anything however the ideas have continued to echo Throughout our culture and throughout our society, I don't think you would see a Bernie Sanders movement at all without Occupy kind of laying the groundwork. I don't think you'd see a lot of the things that have gone on, uh, whether it be healthcare or whether it be, uh, you know, some of the mass surveillance stuff as well was kind of connected to Occupy. So, uh, people talking about it, I mean. So I actually think it was hugely influential in in a lot of ways, but I hear what you're saying about you know no, it's not like Wall Street was reigned in yeah. after Occupy. You um, make
3: you make a, you and, make a good yeah, point so, that I, I said Bernie brought it back with a rebirth, but you're probably right. There might not have been a Bernie without the Occupy movement first. So yeah, yeah chicken and, or the and egg. And
4: it, and and yeah, and people continue. You know, right wing or left wing, people continue to talk about these ideas about the ninety nine percent, about the extraction of the wealth. I mean, if you take away the labels and you don't label someone Republican or or a Democrat, and you just say, hey, do you think your minimum wage is too low? Most are going to say yes. And and why is the, why is so so much wealth in the hands of a tiny number of people? Most people agree with this stuff. They're just told to label themselves in a certain way and hate the other side. And. Uh, and uh, what was I about to say? Oh, the the upcoming crisis. So here's the thing: is it's not just me that thinks there's a crisis coming. It's Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase and the other big financial banks, the largest uh, you know uh, bank entities in in our country, have said there will be a crisis in the next two years. So even they know that there is something serious on the horizon. We have debt uh, to the level that we had with the uh, with the mortgages.
3: Well, sounds like uh, the, the Pentagon crisis. has it all. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, student debt and auto loan debt are now almost to the levels of the mortgage crisis. So. Uh, yeah, I absolutely think you know. Sixty-one percent of the country say that they cannot afford a one-thousand-dollar emergency, and you you just can't. Uh, you know, our economic system is set up like if you want to view how it's set up, just picture Chris Christie riding on the shoulders of Natalie Portman. Like, that's <laughs> how we have it set up right now.
3: I, I pictured that. Uh, I wish I hadn't. Um, yeah, yeah, we're 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 due for it. Um, so, um. Let, let's let's move on. I know I know uh, you record your show tonight, right? So you're you're pressed for time. I just got a couple more questions for you. I wanted to get out um, the Green New Deal. Now um, this is raising a big stink on, on both sides. I, I'm I have the uh, climate up there in my list of priorities um, for you know what I look for in a candidate. But this Green New Deal just it doesn't make sense to me. Um, you're you're a supporter of it, and I'd just like you to, to tell me why.
4: Well, I want to ask you what doesn't make sense, but before that, let me say that I think the, uh, the, the version that was put forward to the, by the Democrats is completely watered down. I mean, it was taken from the Green Party, and then it was basically corporatized, and now they've put forward something that doesn't actually have a lot of teeth in it and is kind of meaningless. And, and I, I support the ideas of it, but I don't actually think the Democrat version could do much but uh what is it you don't like
3: well i just it it wants to get have us a hundred percent off of fossil fuels within a decade um even if that was possible i don't know if it is i i don't see how our economy would survive that kind of shift i mean our economy is pretty much a hundred percent dependent on that right now all facets of it
4: well i i I know I, I challenge you and I challenge basically everyone to uh, think in a new way because we're all going to die. Like it's, no. the, the IPCC says the point of return is the point of no return is in 11 years. Not meaning we all die in 11 years, but after that point, if we haven't changed things, uh, radically, we are. There's nothing we can do to fix them. Yeah. So basically, we have, we have 11 years to change everything. And if we're running around going, "Yeah, but the economy, it might hurt the economy." Well, then we'll just die saying, "Yeah, but it's going to hurt the economy." So you're saying and,
3: it, it might hurt the economy, but we we got to do it anyway.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I I don't know whether it would or
3: not, but I'll tell you what'll really hurt the economy: sure, is, uh, extinction. Yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs> extinction's <laughs> gonna fucking. Fuck up the common. <laughs> sure will. Much and 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 that's the other thing. I, I hate when people say, "Oh, but you know, this is." Uh, they say, "Like, I well, think of how much it'll cost to make this shift." And it's like, do you have any idea how much severe climate change? I don't mean what we're already going through. I mean severe climate change will cost like trillions and trillions of dollars. It's unfathomable. So the idea that it's going to cost money is really laughable.
3: Well, I don't. I don't mean necessarily the the cost to to. Change the way that we do things, I just mean our economy like every you know all the trucks run on on oil I, everything it 's so integrated into our society, but you make a good point, extinction would be more expensive but what, what I want to come to you with is you threw out that number eleven years right, and maybe that 's the truth i don 't know I'm not, i 'm not I tend to believe the scientists, I try not to question them and i because i 'm a dummy compared to them, so if they tell me it 's eleven years it 's eleven years, okay, I get it, but I think where a lot of people are coming from is Twelve fifteen years ago, whenever it was, where where uh, when um, that documentary came out from Gore, they gave us a similar timeline, and we've crossed that date, and now we're being told it's a different timeline. So I think a lot of people well, don't trust when they hear eleven years we're all doomed.
4: A, a few things I, I wouldn't I wouldn't use Gore as the be all and end all. I mean, you know, he is a corporate politician, but. Uh, so I don't know what I don't know exactly what his movie said. I think, as I recall, I think they were talking about keeping it below two degrees because they knew that two degrees yeah two would be degrees extreme extreme issues yeah. so we have passed that line right cannot stop before two degrees so now they've shifted the goalposts and now it's not stopping it before two degrees it's stopping it before a runaway uh catastrophic heating up of the climate that we just can't stop at all so i think they've moved the goalpost and that's probably what the different time frames are um but yeah the you know this is not this is not one guy like gore this is uh, uh, just about every scientist that is has been peer reviewed, uh, and and you know people run around and they say ninety nine percent of scien- uh, scientists uh, agree, or ninety seven percent or something agree on this, and uh, you know uh, they actually studied how many scientists do agree on uh, man made climate change, and in terms of peer reviewed actual scientific articles, it's not ninety nine percent; it's ninety nine point seven percent. Right? So, <laughs> yeah,
3: and you know. I have, I have a lot of friends and family who who think it's a hoax and whatever. And what I always say to them is, you know, we don't know. You know, we, we don't know. We're not smart enough to know this. If the scientists say it, like, don't you just want to play on the, the side of caution? If 99% of them are saying it's going to wipe us out, like, shouldn't we just be cautious about it? Like, what's the worst possible scenario with going along All with right. what they say? You know, but
4: uh, yeah there's a great there's a great political cartoon of a guy standing up, I guess at the climate meeting or whatever, and he says, "But wait, what if we create a better, more sustainable world for nothing?" <laughs> <laughs> so it really is like what? What are you know? And and now we're seeing the effects. You know, we're seeing and and you know everybody likes to those who want to deny it say oh well the fires in that fire in California was uh, by the electric company or whatever. It's not one fire. There were hundreds of fires all across California yep. and a number that has never before been seen. Right. And and guess what? I looked it up and there's articles from last year saying that year had a number that had never before been. Well,
3: seen. I I live it's, here and it's been worse every single year and now it's been raining every day for a month and it, it never rains here. So just wacky shit is going on, you know? So yeah. Yeah. um all right, I just I just wanted to ask one one last question. Um so I remember uh, a decade ago after the financial crash the Tea Party came about and the Republican Party had a little internal struggle and the Tea Party mm. mostly kicked out a lot of the, the centrists at that time. It seems the the left is going through the same thing right now. You got a lot of uh, I call them the SJW left coming into power and they're trying to kick out the the mainstay Democrats. Basically, the parties having a little internal war. Um, the parties are both um, getting more drastic on both sides while at the same time in Congress, they're basically staying the same. Are we ever going to get to a point where Congress can work together and get some stuff accomplished When when the the left and right arms of the constituency are getting all the, making all the noise and causing so much chaos in their parties.
4: Well, I, I see what you're saying, but the truth is out of all of the discussion of anti-corporate, you call them SJW, but I prefer like to to care about their anti-corporate stances. I wish
3: they were. I'm anti, I'm, I'm a little bit anti-corporate. It doesn't feel that way.
4: Well, the, well, the standing up against – I'm only talking about a couple of people, by the way. Uh, the standing up against APAC and the lobbyist money and things like that are, are a, significant, uh, a significant stance. But if you look at the actual numbers that got elected into Congress, the actual number of farther-left anti-corporate candidates was five, maybe, and – of the ones that weren't that went unopposed or were not or or were elected in a district that already had a far left candidate uh already had a far left congressperson it's two so basically yeah. two not a is a number that actually that actually upended the corporate kind of uh, consolidated power of the democrats so it is a tiny number but they're getting all of the media play because people care about these issues like
3: Right that's what I'm saying they get a lot of media play yeah
4: yeah, they get a lot of media pay because, because a lot of Americans give a lot of a shit about these issues and our corporate Congress does not.
3: Like do, you they think that's why they get, do you think that's why they get the media play or do you think it's like the same reason Trump used to get it was because he was saying the, the loudest, dumbest things and it was entertaining to people? Do you think people care about these issues or is it just because they're making the most noise?
4: I mean, I I, I don't think Ocasio Cortez is saying dumb things. I, I think yes, Trump's an entertainer, but he was also, like you said earlier, saying things that a lot of Americans agree with, such as uh, pulling back on our endless wars around the world. Right. So there were several things about him that that got people talking. Um, and but I, but my point is just that even if uh you know we're talking about a c a few a handful of people that are actually saying the farther left stuff. the truth is congress largely ninety some percent agree they do work together they agree on a lot of things, and that stuff is all pro corporate right. destruction yep. of the average human being murder and murder large murder studies large princeton studies have have shown that if congress wants to if Congress passes something. Almost always, it's because corporations agree with it. So even with the health care bill, they found a way for corporate interests to agree with the health care bill.
3: Oh, yeah. So, I yeah. work in health care. The insurance companies loved it. I mean, they loved it yeah, by the time it was jump. done.
4: Insurance companies jumped up and down. So that's just an example of how, like, the things Americans want that don't align with corporate interests do not happen in our Congress. Like, almost ever right like i challenge people to come up with one that congress did that didn't align with corporate america so we don't have a a congress that is listening to the people now in any way
3: yeah we got to tear this motherfucker down lee that's what we got to do and if if global (laughs) warming gets us first i got a canoe you're welcome aboard uh we'll be all right but uh hey yeah thanks so much for your time um i love the show everybody listeners check out redacted tonight it's a great show a different perspective than you're going to get anywhere else uh lee do you want to promote anything else
4: uh yeah i got a new stand-up comedy special awesome. uh called not allowed on american tv and it's only at lee camp com. uh it's you know you know it's it, for those who like stand-up comedy who enjoyed uh you know bill hicks or george carlin it's Got some of that style in it, Love it. and uh, they are inspirations. They were amazing uh, comedians. And Anyway, if you like that kind of stuff, com. I'm also at LeeCamp on Twitter.
3: All right. Check it out, people. I'll watch it tonight. Thanks again, man. Take care. Thanks a lot.
0: Yeah. We'll be back with more on The Dad Presents after these words. Yo, B. What's you happening? Th- you notice how chill and sexy I'm looking right now? Uh, no comment on that.
3: Well, you notice. Don't pretend you didn't notice. Mm, quite the opposite. <laughs> but what are you getting at? You want to know why I'm looking so chill and please, so sexy right now? Please stop talking and just tell me <laughs> what, what you're doing. It's me at. undies. I'm feeling good. I'm wearing me undies. I feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Are we really talking about
0: your underwear right now? I'm talking about my underwear. I don't want to talk about your
3: underwear. Me undies are the best underwear you can get out there. And our listeners, we got a code for you. If you want some me undies, if you want to feel fresh, if you want to look good, go to meundies.com. Use the code word M U Friend. Buy
0: 20 for 20% off. That's a bargain at any price. So you, you said these are the best underwear you can get? Look at me right now. I don't want to. Look at me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Go to Me Undies. <laughs> do what he said with the code. Get them. They're great underwear. That's all I'm going to say about My it. My nuts are so tight. I, I, you took it too far.
2: I did have a Xan, thirteen hours till I land. I wouldn't even say like give him right,
0: marijuana. I give them
2: marijuana before no, I give them Xanax. Have I have shit? Zanax. All right,
0: and we're continuing the discussion on whether or not to give your kids Xanax or not. Um, we're not really a discussion. It's not, we're not debating the
3: pros and cons of this. Don't don't mislead the people. It's debate. All right,
0: um, coming right out. Great interview, first of all, uh, with Mr. Camp. Thank there, you, Thank you, Another Mr. Good Camp. Kid. Yes, and. Um we'll go ahead with you know the top stories of the day or the week or whatever Still, you want to call it. Um, you can't go anywhere really without mentioning that Michael Jackson documentary. That, that well, sort Michael of, Jackson documentary. Oh Jesus. I'm kidding, I, saw I, it. I know you you texted me when you told me you were watching. Um, just you know very you know upsetting, disturbing, whatever you want to call it. You have you know Cliff Notes version two pe- two kids or two men now that were kids with Michael Jackson, who were his comrades uh, exposed that they were victimized uh, sexually by Mr. Jackson, uh, you know, in, I guess, the 90s. And, um, you know, just a lot of, you know, very heart-wrenching documentary. And, yeah, but
3: uh, you're missing a key point. They mm-hmm. both testified for sure. Michael Jackson. um that he that he was innocent, so yes. they're, they're pretty much the reason he got off the first time.
0: No, you're absolutely then right. Macaulay Culkin. You're you're absolutely right. And you know the thing, I I will never know what happened there because I was not in the bedroom with Michael and the kids. Thank God, I didn't know what was going on. He's to blame because after the first warning, at least in my heart, he should have got rid, got out of the kid business after the first time he got you know uh, in, in, under scrutiny for this sort of activity. You should have put that away. But then, secondly, I have a different perspective on the documentary because I think, you know, if you can make whatever argument you want for or against Michael Jackson, if this is all true, I think this is an instance where you have to look at maybe new laws to whether, whether or not you can charge these kids' parents. Because if you look at this documentary and you go through everything about it. Yeah, I can't believe the parents, man. The stuff that they let happen to their kids and you can... the documentary illustrates perfectly how they felt about Michael and you could see that they thought that this was maybe a way, you know, to riches and to fame sure. and to fortune. Yep. And they got let themselves get seduced to where they didn't give a shit about what was happening to their kids. They look j- almost as bad as Michael did. In Money's this your motherfucker. It is.
3: Yeah, I got a whole bunch of, to say about this and well, on, let, on let different shit. levels, mm-hmm. but let's just start with the parents. You brought yeah, up your sure. parents. Yeah. Look, man, celebrity is powerful. So a celebrity comes to your house and wants to hang out with you. You, you it's flattering, right? So sure. you can see how they're flattered and they they might go along with that. But when some dude who's a black guy who's trying to turn himself into a white woman and acts like a little boy wants to hang out with your kid, you got to no, the answer is no. Like I can imagine in 100 years given the green light with my kids in a situation like that, no matter how famous the guy, no is. one normal like, could. You want to hang out with my kid? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna come along. Sure. The first dozen times, till I know this is cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, you want him to sleep in your bedroom and oh, me in the other hell room? Oh no. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, Dude, but we're not the, gonna do that.
2: But the first time, like, um, it happened on the documentary. The sister was with the young boy. Even still. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm no, saying? But the older no, sister there is was there. No,
3: There's no reason for a grown man to share a bedroom with a kid who is not his own.
2: Well, you know, my stepdaughter sent me I wouldn't a, even do that with my look, nieces my and nephews. My stepdaughter sent me a fucking article, dude, and I kind of tripped off of it acting... Um, We well, were saying Michael Jackson was a castricite. Yeah, yeah, that's something else so I wanted to shit, touch on. Like, sure. So what is that? Um, Joe that took his nuts we, we or talked, some shit like that? We talked about that
3: before, right. and and... That's something to consider. So his own lawyer says he's a castrato. Mm-hmm. What that means is his his testicles were cut off. Yeah. And this is something that was has been done in Europe for hundreds of years for opera singers to keep their voices high-pitched. Mm-hmm. So his his lawyer is... We already know he's lied about other stuff, so he could be lying about this, but you got to at least acknowledge the possibility that maybe Michael Jackson doesn't have any balls. And if you don't have any balls, that would explain how you remain very childlike your whole life. And maybe you're not a child molester. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that angle. Um, but we won't know. We don't know. Nobody. What knows. we do know is that those boys should not have been sleeping in his bedroom.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I really feel bad because, you know, I love Michael Jackson as an entertainer. Sure. But, you know, like, you know, they show the pictures and and the documentary was showing different, Aspects of his life where he was like dating these little motherfuckers. That was spooky. You know, like okay, yeah. like I, I, I got, I'm dating him, and then I'm off of him. I'm pushing him to the side. I'm dating somebody else. You know, uh, another young boy. Um, and then next thing you know, I'm fucking with a uh, Webster's on my lap. Yeah, at, at a fucking award show. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was sick mm-hmm. in my mind. I think he is a pedophile, but. Um, I hate to say that, but in my mind, I think he is fucked up. That's why I think a lot of people are taking down these statues and shit, and stop DJs and stop playing his music mm-hmm. and um, shit like that. But uh, I, I hate it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like my stepdaughter, my wife, they can't even watch the shit because they love him so much. No, you it, see what I'm saying? They love him yeah, so much yeah. they don't even want to see the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm well, saying? A lot of people yeah. feel
3: that way. Yeah, and there's there's some people who are so angry about it they're going after uh the the production of this like you know mm-hmm. with threats sure i mean people are passionate about mj
0: yeah to give you an idea how people feel about michael jackson people went after oprah off this shit because she did the post interview with the director and the two alleged victims so when you i mean that's think about that for a minute as many people who love oprah they were willing to throw her on the tracks for Michael Jackson. That's how big Michael Jackson is. Yeah. So, um well, he's the biggest pop star of all time?
3: Uh, yeah. Without question. Unless you count the Beatles in that genre, but yeah. not really. He may be
0: the most famous person of all time. I mean, he's he's in there in that Donald top Trump. 3. Oh Jesus. I'm sorry. Well, that's yeah, probably the right, truth. Well, yeah, based on, you know, the event, the avenues of communication, uh social media whatever, yeah, probably. But yeah,
3: but okay, so let's look at um Let's be objective, because we always say here, let's not jump to conclusions. Sure. Let's let all the evidence come in. Nobody knows for sure what Nobody happened, knows. except Michael Jackson and them boys. That's right. Why them right? boys come out well, right now? Okay, so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing to consider. Mm-hmm. We we know, in other cases, women have lied. Uh, abuse victims in the past lie. Not often, it's not the norm, but they do lie sometimes for fame, for money, for whatever. Yeah. So as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, you know, is it possible these guys are doing this for a little attention, for some money? Mm. Um, and then you learn that the one guy, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he's basically a super famous and wealthy choreographer. Robinson. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm like, well, he's probably not doing it for money then. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the end of the film and you find out he sued Michael Jackson for millions of dollars. Yeah, of so the estate. Yeah, I would feel a lot better about saying, yeah, Michael's guilty for sure If if he didn't sue for money. Sure. Um, that doesn't, of course, discount his claims or mean they're not true. I would just feel a little more, a little more, hundred percent confident in what he said if if he if he had not decided to go for the money. Mm-hmm. Though he has the right to do that. Sure. I mean, there's the, if if he was abused, his life was fucked for the last thirty years. But mm-hmm. name
2: one celebrity, entertainment, acting, whatever the fuck, is bigger than Michael Jackson today? No one. Yeah. No. no. Well, he also no gave, one. He, there's nobody more talented, exactly and no he
3: came one. up in an era where there was no social media. So, you, you know, stars rose to greater heights back then, whereas now you have many more stars, but nobody gets as famous, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like Michael Jackson and Madonna, like, we didn't have as much access to stars, so they weren't even just stars, they were like, almost like godlike.
2: Yeah, yeah. but those kids <laughs> loved him. Yeah. You know, so that's the scary part about it. It, it wasn't like well, they still loved him. The, the guy said they even still after, love him to this day. They still day. love him now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and they well, were abused. Child, ab-
3: child abuse is a is a f- fucked up psychological yeah, but some, trick.
2: Some children are probably forced. Mm. Yeah, they were. Is it was almost as sick as this might sound. It was consensual. Well, you, <laughs> you know, because know, yeah. they, uh, they, yeah. you know, but it was it's okay. Sick so a couple for of things on that. that. No, it's you not know. sick. It's not you know. sick. You're not saying it exactly
3: right because right. A, a child can't consent. But there's there's something with children, little boys specifically. But you know, most child molesters were previously molested, and it's because of something called imprinting. This is a scientific thing. I'm not making it up. This is mm-hmm. I'm going to show you my Mensa card Mensa. today. Yeah. Yeah. that's
2: what I was about to say. So <laughs> it's called it's
3: called imprinting, and what that is is like if if you molest a little boy, it's scary for that boy, but also. Little boys like having their pickles tickled. Sure. feels good. I mean, I used to do it to myself all the time. feels nice. It too, so it's too in computer. Yeah, so I used to do it all the time. So it's com- I
2: still do it to this day. I, me too.
3: We, we know that. All right. Yeah, so let I me get do. through this. So so it's confusing to the boy. Mm-hmm. There's this grown man doing these weird things to him, and it scares him, but it also feels nice. Sure. And that imprints on the child's brain, and w- that makes that kid way much more likely down the road to become a child molester himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So where you're saying it's consensual. It's not consensual. You child are, can't yeah. consent. But it feels nice, and also that adult is intimidating to him. What's he going to do? He's going to fight this adult? You know what I mean? Yeah, I
2: don't think Michael was intimidated to them. To a, a six-year-old? They thought he was his friend. If you listen to the boys, mm-hmm. they loved him. Yeah. They, they didn't feel scared. Right. They didn't feel abused yeah. then. Right. But they look back on it like, look, this motherfucker was taking advantage of me. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they loved him. He was, I guess, I don't want to sound sick, like, eased him into it. He didn't force them to do nothing. He groomed them. He groomed them that they wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because other than that, he would have got convicted, I think. If he was an aggressive uh, pedophile, he would have got convicted.
0: Yeah. Well, I think think part of it is I think he made it feel normal to them in some respects um, in terms of him saying exactly, you know, this is how we show love. This is how we show love. And he intimidated him, on the other hand, by saying, but don't tell anyone or else we'll both go to jail yeah. forever. Yeah. And they, they mentioned the imprinting thing on the Oprah after the you oh, know, Oprah they? special. They had a doctor come out and talk about imprinting. And you could totally get it. You've seen the story before. Um, you know, I came away with it still not knowing, you know, there's, there's a smoking gun, obviously. But again, I was not in the room. And, but if it, if something said that a few times,
3: I'm I'm starting to think you might have been in the (laughs) room. Maybe I was in the room.
0: No, I was not in the room. Um, It made me look really bad on the parents, if that is all true. Because there's, if you're a parent and this is a parenting podcast, that's why we're talking about it. Um, I I don't, it would be great. I tell you what, send an email response at, if you can justify having your child sleep in a room with a grown man. Matt at the dadpresents.com. Let's do that. Let's let's see if there's a way you can walk us through this cuz we're trying not to judge, trying not to arrest the judgment. No,
3: you can see judge that. If, you cannot let your child sleep not. in another grown man's room. I mean, unless it's like your brother yeah. and but even that sometimes ends in abuse. Like you better know your brother really damn well. Yeah. 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 Um so one thing I, I want to talk about with mm. this, something to think about with things like child abuse, child, mm-hmm. child molestation. We can all agree it's a heinous, heinous, heinous crime, one of the worst, to, to abuse an innocent child, mm-hmm. right? But something we do in this society when we find out someone's like a child abuser is we, we, we look at them like they're the worst person in the world. We treat yeah. them like they're the worst person in the world. Yeah. And something I want to run by you guys,
1: mm-hmm.
3: none of us are in control of our sexual desires, We're not. I I like women. Mm -hmm. That's how I've always been. Mm -hmm. You guys like gay black men. That's how you've always been. Right? You can't control that. A pedophile did not choose to be a pedophile. No. No, Nobody would choose to be attracted to children. Mm -hmm. So, would it not be better in this society if we made pedophiles feel comfortable in coming forward before they do damage? Like, Mm -hmm. go to your doctor. Dude... I have weird sexual attractions towards children. I've never done it, but I'm afraid I'm going to act on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we treat them
0: well. Sick. It's a oh, because, but yeah.
3: when it get, once the act is done, now it's too late. It's like it's like the serial killer who gets his first kill. Sure,
0: no, it's. I mean, it's a kind gesture because you want to give people a chance. And but you're you're looking at it. I mean, you also have a, a sort of a parallel to drug addiction. Is that yes? You'd like all drug addicts to come forward and say, "Hey, I'm hooked. I need help." What have you? Alcohol, drugs, whatever your your thing is. It doesn't happen that way. And what happens a lot of times is you get the results of that condition, meaning you get a DUI crash that's fatal, or you get a you know domestic abuse, or whatever it leads to. Yeah, you're right. That's a why we got to
3: look at these things yeah, differently. We got We got to look at what's the effective way to to, to stop get them before it before it, it happens. Not look at the look at um, this is wrong. So let's crush it. How yeah. do we stop it?
0: Well. It's like I said, it's a good thought, but the, the shame involved in being one is probably or is just short of being as shameful as the actual act. And so to get someone that I mean, because in this country, still, we have people that won't not that they have to, but won't admit they're gay because of what may happen to them. If you take it a step forward and say, OK, on top of being gay or whatever, I'm a pedophile. That. I think is a lot tougher to get people to come forward with. I don't want them to announce it on Twitter. I want them
3: to go to their doctor.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with drug addicts, is that you're depending on someone to make a decision about themselves that's going to neglect them from something that they enjoy. They're going to neglect themselves willingly from something they enjoy. And and drug addicts, alcoholism,
3: they, they, they have a compulsion to have sex with children. Sure enjoy might be the wrong word. I, I, I would bet a good majority of them after they do it feel fucking Oh, I'd horrible, imagine so. I right? I'd imagine so. So I bet if you if you put it out there to all mm-hmm. pedophiles, hey, there's a cure for this, mm-hmm. I bet you'd get 99% of them coming over for the cure. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not a cure for it, mm-hmm. but they can be helped. And what we need to understand about most pedophiles, most pedophiles are victims of pedophilia. Sure. It's, it's a disease that's handed down. So there's got to be a more like okay. Let me let me dial it back. When nine eleven happened, mm-hmm. and everybody was all rah rah, we got to attack, we got to blah 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 blah. The first thing I said, being a, a rational person, is why did they attack us? Now I'm not I'm not I'm not justifying the attack. I'm not saying that the attack it was not heinous. Mm-hmm. All the it was heinous. It was terrible. Yeah. Those people should be punished. But if we want to stop that kind of thing, let's understand why it happened. Mm-hmm. You cannot stop a problem with understanding the cause of the problem. It's the same thing with this, same thing with drug abuse. Drug abuse, why, why are you abusing heroin? Mm-hmm. Well, you're abusing heroin probably because you had a fucked up childhood and you're trying to numb the pain of your childhood or you have a fucked up life now or whatever. Drug addiction is not typically just, I tried a drug and now I'm chemically hooked. Yeah. That's almost never the case. Mm-hmm. There's a cause. Understand the cause and go after the cause. We don't do that. We just, they're, they're on drugs. Punish them. Throw them in jail. hmm Right? Yeah. All these things. Pedophilia is one of the grossest things out there, and we need to be a little less knee-jerky to it.
0: That's all. Yeah. awesome. No. And it's a very kind-hearted approach you're taking there, Matty. I'm a little bit more cynical <laughs> in that regard. But speaking of pedophilia, because this is a show... No, we're, not, your... we're not done with this one. Yet. Oh, we're wanna... going? Oh, go. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So
3: I know you like your smooth transitions, I but try to, you know, we're having a good dialogue try right?
0: to dig in and dig out Stick and move. Let's yeah, go. probably
3: not the, the right yeah,
0: for kind of words. That, yeah. yeah, not good. Okay, well, so,
3: go ahead. You're, you're a dad, I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I mean, if your kid, heaven forbid, was molested,
2: mm-hmm.
3: how, what would you do?
2: Man. A time to kill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, I mean, you'd have so many, and, and I don't look, like, dog, that'd be a thought that would run through your mind, is that you would say, okay, first of all, who did this and where are they? That would be like number one, but I think probably not number one, but number one would be, first of all, making sure that you were trying to find the best possible solution to ensure that this does not wreck your child's life. That would be like the most important thing. So you'd have to figure out through your evaluation, talking to people who know, talking to your family, talking to your priest, if you're into that sort of thing, your pastor, your rabbi, whatever... What road should we take? Do we automatically go into therapy? Is that warrant? Is that an automatic kick knee jerk sort of we're in therapy now? I'm always hesitant with stuff like that because sometimes your kids may not need it and may actually one time use it as a crutch and you don't want to do that. Um, I think you are very much concerned as the the whereabout or sorry, the the health, the mental health, physical health of your child. And that will be addressed first. Um, There's, obviously the law enforcement aspect of it where you'd like to see the person be hauled off to prison before you could kill them, hopefully. Um, But that would be really your priority. And anything else I think would be secondary is to try to make sure that this one incident did not ruin your child's life to where they could not become a productive human being.
3: Yeah, that's that's the right thing to do. And as much as I gave you like a level-headed answer on pedophilia, I think if I think that's the one thing, like I, I approach most situations very logical. I almost never lose my temper, mm-hmm. but I think that one would send me off. I think I'd go on a murderous rampage. I really do. It it, it,
0: it would test you because um, especially the, the minute you find out you're not, you're not, <laughs> more than likely you're not in a safe spot. You're not somewhere at like the police station where nothing's going to happen to you, whatever you're at home or you're you know on the phone. Somebody told you what happened, whatever, and you react. Um, You know, there there have been times, and I think there have been uh, issues where people have snapped and killed people and gotten lighter sentences because they went crazy for a minute. And you can see how that happens. Um, Hopefully, it never happens to me. And I don't need to know how how, I'll act to that, react to that.
3: I think I know how how I would act. Yeah. I mean, look, I I rarely lose my temper, but I love, I think most parents love their kids. Mm -hmm. As much, if not more, than they love themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Most people do. You see them as a little bit of an extension of yourself, but like a better person, because they're innocent, they're children. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Um, I remember just last year, driving in Redondo Beach with my kids in the back seat. I guess I made a bad move in traffic. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to justify how this happened. But some dude came sweeping from the other lane, cut me off, and slammed on the brakes. Mm -hmm. And... It enraged me so... Because he did it, like, not... He did it with the intent intent to hurt. And my kids are in the backseat. I put my car in park. (laughs) I jumped out. I ran (laughs) over it, and I... Started smashing his windshield with my hand mm. for about 45 seconds till I was bleeding. I didn't mm. break through it. I guess I'm not strong enough. Yeah, I told you I, you don't
0: punch very well. But I ahead.
3: completely, I lost it, mm. and I never do stuff like that. It mm. was because I saw he was trying to hurt my kids. No, that's how I viewed that.
0: No, your kids are a different ball game. I remember I cursed a guy out on my daughter's birthday because he didn't bring the bouncy house like he said he would. I
3: remember that. Yeah. That wasn't that bad, man.
0: No, I I went the fuck off yeah, because you were, you were in the wrong. <laughs> I was, you know what? No, he was in the wrong, and no, I want that goddamn bouncy house wherever you are. But no, I went off at uh, hey, dog. Same the same scenario. What what happens with you?
2: Shit, I probably end up doing another bid? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, straight up, and you know, get some defense lawyers and try to fight through it, and hopefully a jury, yeah. you know, uh, understand my situation. Show me empathy. Yeah, you know, but other than some Xanax. Yeah, no, other than that, (laughs) I, I I mean, I mean, straight up, I probably end up doing a state bid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, straight up.
3: Yeah, you. I I, I know how to do a bid. If I go to prison, I want to be in there with you. Yeah,
0: that's that's (laughs) all I know for sure. (laughs) No wait, Let Let me just say this. Back way back when, when he was away. He knew how to live in prison.
3: You say away like he's on vacation. He, that's, that's what we, that's, that's, we, call, that we call it. it. We
0: call it vacation. He's on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's yeah. a shitty vacation. But he, he knew how to live. I came there a couple of times. He was drunk. I was like, how does this happen? Yeah, yeah it was a different time. But yeah, it's a... Yeah. So anyway... Um, are we good I had with a like, cell phone? He did.
2: Oh, he had a, he had a cell phone for like three, four years. Yeah, easy. He had a cell phone. Sure that, did. That's not legal, right? No, oh, not even close. Somebody smuggled that in their butt for you. No, they used to get it through the visitation room or
0: someone to, slide
2: it to you. Yeah, you know they get it uh over the gate. Anything. Yeah. Some guards used to bring it to prisoners. So so you were tight with the guards? No, I wasn't tight with the guards, but you know I was able to get a phone. phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I I want to hear more about. Prison. Whenever you're ready to talk about it, okay. I think that's a whole episode. Hey, we got a we got a lot of parents out there in prison. A lot of parents with kids who are in prison. I right? Agree. It's a yeah. it's a, a parenting subject. That's why. I mean, look at we talk about systemic racism. We talk about what's going on with black families. Part of the problem is a lot of the dads are in prison for nonviolent drug charges, like yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that was fucked up. Yeah. yeah, it was. How do you, you feel know. now? That marijuana is legal and in you certain states, years. you know, in certain states, the state I got convicted in, well, California threw my case out. So the state I got convicted in, you know, they charged me. You know, that so, was what state? Uh, North Carolina. Yeah, fuck that. So, mm. Yeah, so you know, it it's it's the federal government. Even though that's what Trump's trying to get it uh, illegal. Trump's trying to make marijuana illegal now. He is. Yeah, I, have I think not yeah, that. I heard that I I saw a story on that. Man, like, that would then, be great. He's, then he's uh reforming all the um you know these the prisons and shit, the sentencing guidelines. Yeah. No, but he has so much on his plate because our his own people in America trying to bring him down when let him concentrate on just getting the fuck up out of there. Yeah, if he can make it legal, and pass some laws for us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but he is trying to prison reform, he's big on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you, got, he's the president that I think wouldn't give a fuck to be like, well, fuck it, legalize marijuana federally, and shit. That means if you cross state lines, whether you're straight, if you got busted in North Carolina now, would you
3: do the same amount of time, or would it be? Um,
2: less? It depends what, what what they do with you. If you don't get caught with anything, like if you get caught red-handed with some shit, you'll do some state time. Mm. But if you don't get caught with anything they could put what I call ghost dope on you. Ghost. Like, they could say, oh, this motherfucker had 2,000 pounds of marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Then what are you going to do? Are you going to be like, well, fuck, no, I didn't, and go to trial, and you can't go to trial against the feds because the conviction rate is 97, 98 percent. Yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? So, you Mm. lose. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, it's a fucked up situation, but you know, that,
3: that's where there's systemic racism. Would you not agree in that system?
2: Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know
3: how I hate talking about that stuff, but that's, that's where it is. But let
2: me tell you, it's not just blacks. It's, you know, I ran over, you know, through cats in there that's white that have meth charges for fucking 30 years. Jesus. Way more than I had. Yeah. I only got 12 and a half, 151 months and motherfuckers was looking at me like, shit, dog, you ain't got shit. Mm. you know you're straight you'll be out here in a minute then i looked at them motherfuckers like nigga what you talking about a minute yeah <laughs> this shit is a Deca- big no, decade no, yeah, a long time. Yeah. you know that's but nice. i'm just saying like some of these cats have been down a long time and some of these cats have 20 plus years they're like oh man you got a break right. a break motherfucker mm-hmm. for some weed no
3: you didn't get a break no but no. i mean
2: that's how they're looking at it what about
3: what about this idea that's being tossed around in in political circles um Regarding marijuana legalization, they are saying that the the businesses should be first offered to people of color and people who have suffered from the laws to, like, make up for the history. Like, you, you should have first stab at opening a marijuana dispensary over, say, me, because, number one, you're black. Number two, you did time for it.
2: Well, I'm for that. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Because it would benefit me. Yeah, but of course. But how think... do you feel? Do you think that would be a good law? Yeah, I, well... Not really, man. I mean, I just feel like just put everybody on the even line. If even you got line. the money to open up a business, just do it. Yeah, you know what I am saying. That's just like buying a piece of property. You know what I am saying. If you got the money, do that's, it. That's that's a liberal. Put everybody you know on, on, the, the on the same line. On the same line. On this favoritism. Yeah, yeah. just You're put right. everybody on the same yeah. line. Everybody get everybody the same opportunity. Yeah, you know what I am saying. Because man, I was down with a lot of white cats, black cats, Asian cats, Mexican cats. <laughs> I had a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It's not just black cats. yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? But it's, it hurts the black community because that's what I see. Mm-hmm. That's our community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they always bring up in the, NAACP and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. They bring that shit up a lot. But, man, a lot of white fathers are missing their children. Yeah, and I it, see that. It is you It is I'm? more affecting the black community. Well, the minority. There's a, but you, you know what? what? But, there's a lot of reasons for but, that. But see, you guys are just so deep. The crackers are so deep. <laughs> what that you mean? guys are <laughs> <is laughs> the white man. You guys are so deep that it doesn't affect you guys as, like you guys are superior mm-hmm. in America. Yeah, you are. I'm not are. sure what you're saying. He's well, it's, a, we're the a minority. And it's a lot of you guys. Yeah, you're deep. Oh, you're we deep. got a lot of people. Yeah, there you guys are deep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I what mean? I need so, you to put that in white people's terms. That's why. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why. You know what I saying.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So. All right. That's
2: it. Yeah. That burn, burn and we break need, it down. We yeah. need to
3: do a segment every show where we life. ask you something about prison life. Would you be comfortable with that? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. All right. I'm deal. Like almost
2: it. off supervised release next month.
0: Oh, and the party awesome. we're going to have. Anyone out there and Shit. he wants to hit up uh, sometime, what is that? You, you, are you doing your birthday there?
2: I don't know, man. Okay,
0: I'm try. I'm gonna we're figure it about,
2: out. Talking about sapphire. Yeah, we're, no, we're gonna, we're gonna figure. Sapphire. No, we're, we're leaving the country. We're, doing, we're done. I'm done with sapphire. We're leaving oh. the country. We're leaving fuck the country. Sapphire. Yeah, yeah, we're leaving the country for Dog's
0: birthday because he'll be off supervised release in April. In April, birthday is in May. I'm not gonna give you his exact date. Your birthday's I want in May. Yeah, your yeah, birthday's in May. They're,
2: oh, okay. Double
0: birthday. Right. right on. Birthday. We're leaving the country. We're going somewhere. I'm going honey. We'll give you guys details if you guys want to pop in visit us. Whatever. It's gonna be wild. Just yeah. get ready. Hold on to your hats. I'm going hunting. A for lot of birthday, drinking. I'll, I'll, a lot I'll, of drinking. I might do that.
3: Drinking. I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, I don't know what kind of. I, I would love to be there, but I'm going to be in Vegas for three months, man. So that's cool. I, it might be tough for me to swing. Not yeah. really. But anyway, you don't yeah. gamble,
2: so you're good. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I don't gamble. You play
2: a little sports. Yeah, I'll bet on sports, and that's yeah. it. That's yeah. good. You, you got good. a little baseball game. You games. have a good job, Yeah,
0: right. yeah. Um, I was going to talk about R. Kelly, but I'm sick of R. Kelly. Everybody's sick yeah, of R. Kelly. My mind's telling me no. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. All right, so he's done. He did his interview, blah, 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 whatever. Let's talk about jail. We're talking about prison, jail, whatever. In Detroit, this is one of my favorite stories of the day. Okay. This guy in Detroit has been cleared after being threatened with jail time. He had to pay $30,000 in child support for a child that was not his. DNA proved it that he did, was not the father. The mother put the man's name on the child's birth certificate, making him legally obligated to pay. She did it for welfare Um, benefits so he's he's free that but he actually was arrested for this and was about to go back to jail a young lawyer took up his cause got him free and guys out there women out there should know that this can happen to you a loved one whatever someone could put your name on birth certificate and make you legally obligated to pay he was in jail at the time they ruled on this and when he didn't show up for court they made him officially the father so that had to be undone opinions i i this is a travesty of justice almost
3: it's fucked up yeah, yeah
0: i mean look number
3: one let's let's go back to child support yeah if you're a dad and you don't pay child support Loser. you're a fucking scumbag right yeah. i'm just gonna leave it at that i don't mm. i don't care what your situation is i don't care if you make minimum wage i don't care if you're on government subsidies you pay your child support now if if that child support is ridiculous or whatever mm. you know that's another thing but you you pay something take care of your kids you know That's that's your responsibility as human. That's number one. Now, this just seems like a fucked up situation. It's not his kid. No. I don't really understand why
0: he has to pay child support in the first place. Well, when the lady put him on the birth certificate, he was doing prison time. And there was a hearing to determine, you know, parenthood and whether or not he was the father. He couldn't show up because he was in jail. Yeah, I got got all that. You
3: said the DNA cleared him. Yeah. And they still said he had to pay it.
0: Yes, even even after the DNA cleared him, he had to go through a bunch of red tape to get his. But uh, you know what that
3: yeah. is? That's just that's just our government, man. Mm-hmm. It's just too much bureaucracy. It's it's our government is too big and too out of control, and it's this is why so many small businesses fail because there's so much fucking red tape you got to jump through for everything. Mm-hmm. My small business succeeded because I put fucking blinders on and don't pay attention to the red tape and I just hope I get through it before they catch me.
1: Yeah,
0: and you, I did. you bribe people and extort them and stuff like that. And it well, works for you. No,
3: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't extort people. I, I never do that. By the way, I had to, I had to fire another motherfucker this week. Oh, Third nice. time in the last year for stealing.
2: Yeah. Damn.
3: Third time. People, you know... Black guy? No, it was a white girl. Oh, damn White girl. People, not- a, our only white employee, by the way, mm-hmm. stole from us. Mm-hmm. People just... There's a lot of shitty people out there. No. And apparently I'm a terrible judge of character. You this are. girl was taking <laughs> checks issued to other... I, you're my friend, motherfucker. Yeah. So if I'm a bad <laughs> judge of character... Anyway, this, hey. this girl was taking checks, uh-huh. and she was putting her name over the name, mm-hmm. rescanning them to make a new check, and then depositing them by phone. Yeah. She was stealing from me that way. I had another girl who was going to my storage facility and taking gold bars out of my storage facility... I had another guy steal my entire life savings. It just Jesus. people man, are shitty, man.
0: You you're hiring like Donald Trump. Fuck. You, <laughs> you have people going to jail stealing <laughs> shit. Everybody you hire ends up. You you and Trump hired like the same well, strategy. Let's be straight. I have like over a thousand employees. Yes. Most of them have not stolen
3: from me. Well, no. But. No. Fake. Three of them yes. have, and it's not like nickel and dime. I had one girl steal, taking money out of my wallet. I caught her on video, taking the money out of her wallet. Mm-hmm. She pulled her titty out and put it under her bra, put it back in. Did you see a nipple? I saw a nipple. <laughs> Damn,
1: look at them titties!
0: Well,
3: it was And it. this girl, I paid for her to get a boob job. She oh. asked me for Christmas for that, got my wife's blessing. <laughs> Wife gave the blessing, <laughs> yeah. got her the boob That's job. About she used the, the boob job put? to steal my money. <laughs> oh, Wait.
0: yeah. Okay, for sexual you harassment know. purposes, it is totally inappropriate for you to go to your boss and say, I need to buy some titties. Well, this was 15 years ago. It but still
3: <laughs> doesn't yeah. make it right. <laughs> well, you're right, but I'm a softie. You, I'm least, a softie. At least your wife was cool with it. Yeah, yeah. she was cool. I'm, I'm a softie. Yeah. You know, like, and if a pretty girl <laughs> smiles at me, she's probably going to get what she wants.
0: Oh, that's good to know.
3: I couldn't even ask
2: my wife no shit like that. Ladies, uh, be
0: like, we'll be sending what? Maddie's home address on, later <laughs> on in the show.
2: I, I mean, even, look. She gave me a softie. I wouldn't a soft even have to ask my wife. She just me. had a kid,
3: <laughs> and she she just had a kid, and her boobies were all saggy, and it was making her very depressed, and she was on depression medications, and no oh guys God. were looking at her anymore, and she didn't know if she could do her job because she was so mentally distressed. She needed a boob job, so I said, "All right, that'll be your Christmas bonus." Sweet. And then
0: she s- started stealing from me. Ah, I'm uh, a sucker, man. I'm a yeah. sucker. Mm, yeah, bad call.
2: Aren't we all in some way? Uh,
0: speaking of titties because we always do on this show, um, massage parlors. The, the Miami Herald reported today that the lady who owned the massage parlor, their Bob Kraft, the New England Patriots owner, got busted in, was pictured, or she, she used to own the massage parlor, but she was pictured with Donald Trump at his Super Bowl party. This lady owns tons of Florida massage parlors, is a big-time Republican donor, um, so what's so now we They're know like, how? Right? Yeah, sure. Well, Bob
2: Craft found out about the spot, right? probably. So now we know, like, sure,
3: probably going in there together, to getting a couple rub and tugs, high five, and no, but yeah. she owned so the what? spot.
0: She yeah, she she owned it and then yeah. sold it, but she still operates other massage spots and is connected to still connected to the spot he got busted. Yeah. Um, you know, if you could walk away with with just an ordinary sort of like because. Trump is slimy. We get that. Sure. But the human trafficking act e- Yeah, that's the fucked up part is, about it. ...is the thing. And if, if that's he's... That's why you decriminalize. If he's, you know, associating with or basically the madam, or one of the he madams can get done this, this is, you know, this is an issue. Big story, Miami Herald. I don't know how much, you know, play it got today. It came out, I think, today. And we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah. Well, hmm. I mean, look, I don't want to give the same speech. Decriminalize prostitution. That's the best... Way to clean up the industry. You're not going to stop women from selling sex to men who want to buy sex. You're never going to stop it. Just like you're never going to stop drugs. Decriminalize. That's it. Um, I lost my train. Oh, you, you, you're bring up Trump, so we might as well bring it. I don't think don't we know. discussed the uh, Cohen thing. And all oh, that. yeah, yeah. I just, I just have one say, thing to say about that. Mm-hmm. Trump's a scumbag. I'm not going to deny that. Sure. But it seemed like for two years, all I heard from the left was – Trump is a Russian foreign agent. Mm -hmm. It's 100%. He's a Russian foreign agent. Now, they've like dropped all that and they want to go after him because he paid off a hooker. Like, what happened to the Russian foreign agent stuff? It's like, I don't think they really give a shit. They just don't like Trump. Getting him for paying off a hooker... You're basically going after him for the same things that the right one after Clinton for. Mm-hmm. It's the same
0: thing. And well, he didn't hypocrites. pay him off. That, that's the thing. He, Clinton, what do you mean he didn't pay him He off? didn't pay, pay Monica Lewinsky off any money. So that makes it different? He had, a, yeah. he had an
3: intern
0: in there. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Okay. It's all the same. Not really. If you're, If Clinton was basically trying to coerce her into staying quiet, that's stuff that you expect from mobsters and other people like that. This is the president of the United States.
3: Clinton did coerce them. His wife coerced them to stay quiet. He
0: went to he never went to Monica Lewinsky and said, please don't say anything. Come on. Or or I mean I don't think so. I don't think he did. And he definitely didn't pay her off. She
2: didn't say anything like that. Yeah. You know,
0: that's the difference. Is that we have a president now that acts like a mobster. And Clinton obviously is not flawless. He has his faults. Yeah, but our paper It's it's come out
3: that his wife, they were going after those girls hard. Maybe Clinton didn't do it himself, but Trump didn't do it himself either. He had
2: his lawyer do it. <laughs> but see you Hillary know. was going after those <laughs> women. The fucked up league. part about Trump, Trump's yeah. not gonna apologize. Mm-hmm. He's not you know, he's like, fuck this until I die, till I go into the grave. Yeah. Uh, you need to believe me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck all the fake news. Yeah. You sure. know what I'm saying? But Clinton will be like, well, fuck it. You know what? Even I lied to the American people, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. yeah. I got my horn tooted. I busted in her mouth on her wisdom tooth. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, I did it. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's what happened. He busted on her wisdom, too. Did she actually say her wisdom, too? Yeah, something like that. But, you know, he apologized. I just...
3: all Here, I don't don't care about Trump or Clinton. I don't care about their sexual life. I don't see how it's relevant. I Mm -hmm. just want people to be consistent. I'm tired of hypocrisy on all levels. If you were mad at Clinton, Mm -hmm. you need to be mad at Trump. If you weren't mad at Clinton, you need to let this one go too. There's Mm -hmm. just every, and it seems like 95% of people out there felt one way about one and the other way about the other, and you seem like one of them.
0: Not at all. When he, let me say this, there's two different instances. He has sex with an intern in the Oval Office. That seems to me to be between him and his wife. Got that Trump has an affair between him and his wife. The problem occurs is when he now is saying, "Don't say anything, here's some money, and it now becomes part of his campaign to where the campaign is paying for him to say it or for him to you know basically keep her quiet.
3: Well, if he used campaign funds for hush money, that's a little different, but there's well, no yeah. proof of that Well, that's what he had he wrote checks that there's was a, the, there's a check, but you don't know that's campaign money. you can't there's no proof of it, that okay.
0: If during if, a cam- if
3: there if there mm-hmm. is proof that it's campaign funds that makes it different, but all, you also have to acknowledge that the Clintons went after these girls. You have to acknowledge that. That's I, not. I, I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't. I need to see something in to where I see proof of them. Uh, and I, I may be wrong. I'll we'll produce. Pull, we'll pull it. I'll produce. But listen, if during a campaign, if someone in kind you, meaning someone loans you money, that's a campaign cause because you don't know if. Of it's gonna, Yeah. And that's what Michael Cohen did. He paid for Trump's uh, affairs, essentially. Yeah. And then Trump, uh, you know, if you believe what Michael Cohen said, wrote a check while president and the check was there, it was signed by yeah. Donald Trump.
3: But you don't know that was campaign
0: funds. You don't it, know that. It, does, it's, it becomes illegal before that. The gifting of the money without reporting it as a campaign contribution is a campaign violation. The that's, what? The what? When when Cohen writes him, pays for his bills. When he says, "Okay, I'm going to write her the check. I'm going to give her the money, and I'm doing it on behalf of you." Mm -hmm. That is an in kind contribution. If you're if you're running for office, you can't accept loans without reporting them.
3: I don't. What are you talking about? Accepting a
0: loan? Cohen. That's that's what he did. That's what Michael Cohen did. He paid for Stormy Daniels. So silence. Trump accepted a loan. You're yes, saying. he did. Yeah. So
3: you can't accept a loan from a friend. You when have you're to for report. Office?
0: You have to report every bit of finance okay. that you get. All right. So well, then he it. did
3: some. But you know what? That seems okay. Like some weird minor. shit. If there. you
0: want to call it minor, minor. Now the stuff that Cohen said during the hearing, if Trump is inflating and deflating his value to get certain financial benefits. That's that's a crime that I would be put away for, that you would be put away for, that dog would be put away for yeah. again. And, right. And, and <laughs> right. that would be it. Sure.
3: But fucking everybody does that.
0: What, that doesn't make it right. No, it, doesn't doesn't
2: make,
3: it doesn't make it right. But the point is, the point is, they're just going after this guy for any. They're throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. Like, you, if you did a two year investigation into every senator out there, mm-hmm. you, oh, you can find, find something on every sure. one of them. Yeah.
0: yeah. But let me just say this Do you think that the same. Strategy wasn't used against Obama to try to see what they could find on him? There were him. no investigations. I'm sure there are people well, investigating, but there's no official investigation. That may say a lot about the person and their character associated with that person. If you keep hearing 10 things about Trump every day,
3: he's a shitty character. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not defending him.
0: And five of them aren't true. Let's say five of them aren't true. The other five may have legs. And if there's if there's no merit to it, then you know everybody gets their day in court. You know that's it'll hey, man, play out.
3: You're not you're not going to get me to defend Trump. All okay. right, he's he, like like Lee said earlier. He's a he's a megalomaniac. Sure, I, I believe that. Got it. All I'm asking for is consistency from yeah. the people. And I think the only reason they go after Trump is because he's a wild card and they don't know what he's going to do in regard to these wars and whatnot. When he says, I'm going to pull troops out of Syria, that scares the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And they just don't trust the guy and that's why they're going after him.
0: That may be it. But Like if, Obama, mm-hmm. let's
3: not, you, you bring up Obama, let, let's,
0: not, you know, let's move on, let's not make this a <laughs> whole political show. Okay, and, and I'll just talk one thing about the Cohen hearing because the thing that happened that everybody was talking about was when I said, hold on, you got to get in one more shot. No, no, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about what happened during the hearing. The senator from, I think, it, I'm sorry, the congressman from Carolina uh, brought up a black woman who worked for Trump, and he used this as proof that Trump isn't racist. And he may not be racist. We don't know for sure. I think he is. He may not be. The thing is, is, this is an educational thing for white people. Whenever there's a question over somebody being racist, don't use another black person as a prop like, <laughs> you know, I got a black friend. I hired a black person because the two things are not mutually exclusive. Oh, I you, got something to say. Like like,
2: like Jay <laughs> Maddie uses you. I got something to <laughs> yeah. say. I got something.
0: to you say. You can hire a black person and still be racist. Yeah. You can hire. You can have friends and still be racist. Right. It doesn't matter. It the it two does things matter. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It's the same thing as you saying just
2: treat them like a house nigga. That's all. It's
0: all. the same thing as saying. If you say, "Oh, you know, I think so and so is gay," and then someone else says, "But you know, he's married." That doesn't mean he's not gay. It's the, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't calculate, and that's why that that congressman got in trouble because he essentially rolled this poor woman out and used her as a prop and was called on it.
3: I don't know in what context he used her. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> but I have a comment to what you said. All okay. Right? All right. Look. If you, people, if you the I have a black friend strategy. Sure. That immediately gets dismissed by liberals as, oh, here he comes with, I have a black friend strategy. Okay. <laughs> but look, all right, I had, I had a, I had a family member last weekend mm-hmm. accuse me of bigotry. Okay. And the reason was I, we got into the identity politics debate and I'm saying how I'm not down with it. Like I, people are people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't like these categories. We all know what identity politics are. Yeah. I was speaking out against it. He didn't like what I said. Called me a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> and this was my defense. I host a podcast with black guys, and they're, they're, hold on, they're my good friends. Yes. I dated a black lesbian for a year and a half. Oh, wow. In my immediate social circle of mm-hmm. the 20 people I spend the most time with, yeah. there's not a single white person in there. And, not one.
0: And you're better for it.
3: Right? The, yeah. the one that comes closest to it would be Joel, and he calls himself Brazilian, so he's not <laughs> even a white guy. Yeah, right?
0: he's, he's all mixed up.
3: My office, at my office, yeah. the in-office employees, there's mm-hmm. nine of them, we got a lesbian, we got two black people, we got uh, three Mexicans, and we got somebody from India. Yeah. If I'm a bigot, I'm apparently bigoted against middle-aged white men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my defense. Mm. It, it does matter. Like, if you are a racist, you probably don't hang out with a lot of black people, because if you do, and you're friends with a black guy, you're like, the black people, are they're, they're all
0: right. This, this is the thing. You're not racist, not because, not because of who you hire. You're because of what's inside of you. Like, if you were racist, you wouldn't be in the house, basically. I, you could spot and see, you say, okay, listen, he's cool. He can hang with us, whatever.
3: Right. But I wouldn't want to be in your house if it, I was racist. But that's the
0: thing. It's different because the reason you're not has nothing to do with who you know. It has nothing to do with it. It that's has agreed. to do with what's inside. The, when you throw out evidence, that can be
3: so. How do you prove you're not? A, how do you when someone comes at you with you're you're a bigot? What do you tell you, them? Fuck not, off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. But
3: <laughs> that's it. Like I'm not.
1: That's it. I'm but, not saying
3: me personally. I'm saying the defense yeah. of I have black friends or I yeah. date a black girl or whatever. You don't think that's relevant? You don't. You, no. So you you think people in the KKK are walking
0: around with uh, black buddies? No. It. The, this is what it is. You you don't get any value off of it because. Someone can go and throw an argument that can disprove it, very easily, or not even disprove it, but could add doubt to it. You say, "Well, yeah, I got a Latino maid, and I make her eat dog food." (laughs) You know it. It depends. A
3: a Latino maid, that's different. Yeah, of course you have a Latino maid. (laughs) All right, I mean that's the only option you have. Yeah, but if you if you run a business Mm -hmm. and you're high and you run interviews, and everybody you hired, sure. and I didn't even notice this till it came up. I was thinking about the people in my office, and all
0: of them are minorities. Mm-hmm. You're probably not a bigot. Okay, let me say this. Donald Sterling hired a bunch of black people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That did not make him not racist. Hmm. Right? It, now, if it Donald... You might have tripped me up. Yeah, there, there you go. If Donald Sterling. Did, did Dog just sleep? I think he did. He's probably going to the bathroom. I hope he's going to the bathroom. Okay, so I don't not, know what he's as doing. As long as he
3: doesn't fall asleep or start watching porn
0: again. Or fall. Or fall. Any of those. But it's what's inside of you. And if someone comes at you with some bullshit that you know is not true, you tell them to fuck off and keep walking. But don't start getting in a thing like like I'll, I'll throw in a Democrat here for you. John Kerry, years ago, ran for office, ran for president. War hero, decorator, war hero. Everybody believes he's a war hero. Nobody needs to question it. Okay. He gets something thrown at him from, who's he running against? Bush? Bush. Says, you're not a war hero. And instead of saying, fuck you, I am. Look at everything I've gotten here. This is all proof, whatever. And it's valid proof. He got in an argument with him over whether or not he was a war hero and lost the argument, even though it was true. So that's the thing. It doesn't matter who you're affiliated with. If someone calls, just like anything, if someone tells you something you know is not true about yourself, about your wife, about you either punch them or you ignore them. Right. And that's it. Well,
3: sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and when people say things like that to me, and it doesn't happen all the time, but I've had a few comments made to me like that. Like, uh, you know, we, we, we hosted a gay wedding last summer sure. at our house mm-hmm. and someone said I was homophobic. I'm like, motherfuckers, we had a gay wedding at our house. Sure. Um, it doesn't bother me because I know who I am. There it is. But some people, th- throwing out homophobic or mm-hmm. racist, that's like the worst label you can put on somebody nowadays. Is. And some people can't take that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's valid to come back and say, no, I'm not homophobic. I just married some motherfucking gay people at my house. Homophobic wouldn't do that.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, that's the thing. You can... People... It becomes an argument at that point because then the next person says, well, that doesn't mean anything. And I'm just it, saying it does mean something. I don't think you made a good
3: point with mm, the Donald Sterling. Sure. Thing. So I got to I got to think about that, because obviously, <laughs> obviously you can be racist of and course. hang
0: out with black folk. Most definitely.
3: But most racists
0: are not doing that. We don't know that because we it, you, you got to know what's inside. And the thing is, the the gay wedding that you hosted your house didn't make you a lot of dick. Yeah, I bet it was. Probably smell like dick, which is very distinct smell. It always smells like dick in my house. I got three boys. Yeah, God, God bless you. But and we're having sex every day, twice a day. Yeah, every day smells like a lot of dick. (laughs) Slamming that dick. (laughs) But the when you threw the gay wedding at the house, right? The gay wedding doesn't make you anti-gay people or or make you pro-gay people. What led you to throw it makes you pro-gay people. The thought of Yes, I'm going to plan this beautiful thing. There's not a homophobic thought in my head. I love these people. I want them to share my house. All that that led up to the wedding was not gay shit. The minute you did it was an act, but it can't be proven as a reason you don't like gay people or do like gay people. I'm just, I think it my two cents. I think it adds to the the argument. It I, th- y- I think if
3: you if you go look at the KKK, mm-hmm. 99% of them are not do not have black friends. Because if they did, mm-hmm. they might end up leaving the KKK. Sure. So it's not, it's not a steadfast rule mm-hmm. that I have a black friend card, mm-hmm. but I think it, if you're trying to make an argument, and you're right, you shouldn't. You should just tell that person to fuck off. There you go. But if you're trying to make an argument,
0: that's one in your corner. It usually doesn't work that way. It backfires, and that's why it backfires. But, and the thing is, with KKK, that's, you're taking it extreme. I'm talking about the people. That's a very well, that's small... That's a racist. Yeah, but that's a small scintilla. I like using the word scintilla of the group. There's a small part of the group. You go, like, everyday people that are everyday racist may. They don't have black friends. May, we don't know because there's not a form you fill out in the census to be like, okay, I, I declared I'm a racist this year. Uh, just like declaring your political party. Okay, I'm a racist libertarian or I'm a non racist. I don't think that's a party. Dim- yeah, well, there you go. So.
3: Dog, where'd you go, man? Yeah, go take a leap. Oh, all right,
0: all right. We, we feared. Whenever you make a move like that, we get really nervous. <laughs> you didn't fall down. I'm proud of you. No, I'm good. Yeah, not yet. Night is still young. Oh, yeah, I ain't
2: going to fall <laughs> down tonight. We
0: got anything else? Um, oh, well, you had a <laughs> delegate from Maryland, keeping with this black thing. Um, she was censured. Her name is uh, Mary Ann Lissant. She uh, referred to an area in Maryland where she represents... As an N-word district, and did she say N-word or did she? She say... went full hard R on the uh, the hard <laughs> E R, actually.
2: And what's her nationality?
0: She's white, and she's a, but she's a Democrat. Mm. She is a Democrat, oh, so she's gonna get away with it. Well, no, she was censured and stripped of her committee. She's apologized, but said she will not leave office. Mm. She
3: actually—that's surprising. A white Democrat would use that language.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, been a slip. see that—that's where you're really talking about. And she should have said Negro. I wonder if she has black friends. And well, I think well, I, she might. <laughs> we, we'll see. We're we'll, we'll, we're gonna get uh, emails she, on this. I'm she, sure yeah, she
2: should have said Negro community.
0: She could. She would have gotten off easy if yeah. she had that. But not She, nigga. she went. No, she went ho- full hard ER on yeah, that. That's, that's what she did.
2: So, that's how I could tell Jay Maddie. He could say Negro.
0: Yeah, yeah. But don't say Negro at, at our dinner next week. Yeah. I don't want to say when B's around. <laughs> I don't. I won't say when bees around. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's what, ah, the, when you're in the South or close to the South and Maryland is sort of South, you the racism sort of just, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or not. You can kind of just grab, that racism is so thick, you can just grab a part that's of it. That's not fair. There's a lot of good people in the South. <laughs> there are.
3: There's racism in the South. There's racism in California. There's racism everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. People in the South are good people.
2: But you're going to see that Confederate flag that, down there. Sure. Just, just the history down there. Yeah, awesome.
3: You're right. And the Confederate flag has a lot of racist history to yeah. it. Mm. But that doesn't mean that everybody who likes that flag is racist either. It means different things to different folks. The most, yeah. the they,
2: majority they, people mm. that at like the that ver- flag at, are racist. At the Maybe. very least I don't know.
0: At the very least you can make an argument that they're traitors. Yeah. I'm just gonna Yeah you out. can make that
2: argument. Literally.
3: <laughs> 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 you you can make that argument. That's another conversation. Yes for another it day.
0: is. Um let's see. Anything else? Oh real quick Roseanne, your girlfriend dog. Oh
2: okay that's my girl. Um
0: she called some people in the Me Too movement, some women who made accusations against Harvey Weinstein. She said that basically, if you showed up to Harvey Weinstein's door thinking you were going to get a job, then you were a hoe or are a hoe. And so, well, she's not necessarily. She's not all
2: the way wrong.
0: Yeah. I guess that's true. Some
2: women probably thought that going to his house, Mm -hmm. that they would have the upper hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then other women, you know, like, Hey, they get invited to producers house all the time and nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, the producers at home chilling, Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can go over the script or whatever the fuck here. Yeah. yeah, You know, so she has a point to a certain extent. Yeah. It's like halfway right.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think we look at this, all these things, too black and white, right? Mm-hmm. So Harvey Weinstein is a creep. He's mm-hmm. a fucking creep, right? Yeah. He's a creepy dude. He looks like a creep. He's gross, and he he, he does gross things with women. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there are some women who are not above sucking a little dick to advance their career. <laughs> right? And in those cases, they have to be accountable for that decision. Yeah, it doesn't mean Harvey Weinstein is not a creep, he is, but it also means some women are willing to do that shit,
0: and we need to acknowledge that. They're
3: not all victims. All Agreed. Right.
0: No, in, in Jesse Smollett, that issue shows you that people do lie sometimes. So we'll just continue to remind you of that from here and there. Mm. Um, the last story I think I have... Is about this very interesting creature. It's a jellyfish-like creature that has a butthole, right? Like everybody else, but it only has and but see, I said but but only has the butthole when it takes a shit. The butthole vanishes when it poops. Any comments?
2: It's probably camouflaged. It's a, gotta have a hole. No,
0: scientists say it doesn't. Have, it, it disappears. It's a jellyfish-like I have to creature. See this shit on video, man. Yeah, no, it's true. The missing butthole. Mm. That's the stuff we're talking about.: on the- <laughs> we that sure is not
3: impressed with this.: <laughs> stuff. You, know, do, you know there's a breed of jellyfish that are immortal. Do you know that? No, no. immortal, I that. yep. so I forget they get the name of it, but it's a jellyfish that does not die.
1: Mm.
0: so yeah. what ha- I mean, Unless
3: something eats it, but it won't die of old age,
0: huh? Yeah, those jellyfish They figured out how not to die. So I, I
3: think I brought that up to Zoltan, like there's got to be something where we can uh figure Mimic. out what's going on with those genetics, yeah yeah. All right, man. Are we good?
0: I think we're good. We're good. We've touched on everything. We've gotten very deep with I you gotta, guys. I
3: got to get going. I gotta, I'm got. i having drinks with G-Love tonight because I'm oh. a fucking cool guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, apologize again for that sound issue that we had with his interview. <laughs> yeah. He might not have
3: listened to it or else he would not have agreed to drinks. Maybe
0: not. But yeah. Uh, and definitely invite him back. G-Love, we're sorry. We'll do it again. We'll, we're much better uh, Yeah. But how prepared. cool am I?
3: I mean, that's pretty cool,
0: right? <laughs> D- is that what you want us to say right now?
3: <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. Hurt. Okay. not hurt you,
0: Jay Maddie. You're really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so anyway, Jay Maddie, tell them where they can find us on Facebook.
3: You can find us on Facebook.com/slash/The Dad Presents. Uh, we are on Instagram in the same spot. We are currently not on Twitter because we are still suspended, and we three of the suspension <laughs> technical foul, <laughs> Throwing out of the game. And uh, our website is up and running. Yes. It's at uh, dadpresents.com. I stuttered because I was going to say www, but I caught myself. But now I did it because
0: anyway. we just uh, we just addressed that you're cool. We yes. just determined that. So right. you, that would have been a step cool. back. Like the fine, Dougie. Anything on your agenda?
2: No, nothing on my agenda, man. I just got to take Jay Maddie out to a fucking steak dinner somewhere. That's right. You know whenever. That's you, right. Uh, Go Clippers. I would just fucking Clippers. Can I tell the shit, people? But, uh, yeah. Tell the people why? Why you got to do it? Yeah, because uh, I guess the Clippers are were better than the Lakers this year. So I gave Jay Maddie like a seven-game fucking uh, spread. Yep, the spread was yeah.
0: fourteen on, in Vegas.
2: Yeah, but you know what? I let you have seven. I How's bet that, that shit every year.
0: Yeah, it is every year. I'm hoping we'd be back. Double we'll down be back next year. Yeah, but this also has the possibility of the Lakers blowing up. This could be a very, very crucial summer for the Lakers. So we'll see how how it all shakes out. And that's it. That's it. All right, folks. Well, take care of yourselves. Take care of your kids. Take care of your family. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace out.